Who, who sounds Gucci? No, you, Peachy. You. Uh, Peachy Keen. Isn't that a porn star? That's... Who? Actually, uh, I mean, isn't it? I, I don't know. I was asking a question. What? Isn't oh, what? Peachy Keen? Isn't that the name of a porn star? I'm like, pretty sure. That sounds yeah, I mean, that's... I don't know. I'm not... Uh, Let me go on Pornhub and look it up. I'm not well-versed enough in uh, in porn or porn names to know if that's accurate or not, but it sounds like... I feel like that's a lie. Ac- uh, are you sure? Are you sure about that? It's not. There's a lot of porn stars with Peachy in their name, but that's not one of them. Interesting. Didn't Pornhub used to have an app? <laughs> Is that real? Did they? Yeah, they used to have an app back in the day. Before, I think fucking Apple, a couple years ago, Apple had like a big thing where they didn't allow uh, sexually explicit content on the Apple store anymore, so it got removed. But they Which definitely used to have an app. Yeah, it's a huge loss in my Yeah, you opinion. can take 30% of people's porn money. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Everybody loves porn. Like, seriously, if they just put OnlyFans on there, they would make so much money. Yeah. OnlyFans doesn't have enough. Well, he- Does it not? Nope. Really? Because it's primarily a, you know, smut. Uh, as, as the children call it, smut. <laughs> Dude, I love finding the wholesome people on OnlyFans that do, like, actual, like, tutorials like cooking pages and shit dude not me i like finding the fucking slut (laughs) he said i like finding the gross shit Uh, uh, all right (laughs) he said all right let's go yep just a normal episode i got it my system not talking about porn You are listening to Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Pop. We have... Is it? Huh? What? What were you saying? Nothing what, going. What were you going to say, you little shit? Interrupting the Nothing intro going. already? God. <laughs> it was only a matter of time before something got interrupted. I mean, you're, huh? you're not wrong. This is true. Coitus. Coitus. Coitus interruptus. Is that a uh, is that the name of a bird? Is that a bird species? Josh, I know Potter's you're part. joking. Austin, I'm not sure if you're <laughs> joking when you said what's that? About what? What coitus is? Mm, I'm it's like okay. half joking. <laughs> like I think I know, but I don't want to say it and sound stupid. Right, that would be crazy. So let's just so, move on. <laughs> as you can tell, we have quite a show for you today. Uh. We're going back to a catch-up episode after having taken the week off because one of us decided that he was going to get all hurt and have to take surgery and whatever. Fucking pussy. What the fuck? (laughs) Is that really why we didn't record? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, God. No. Uh, No. no. (laughs) We took a week off because I don't have a brain anymore. But um, 
Hey, I'm going to try to use that today to talk about all the media that I've consumed. You know, that's why you don't have a brain because you've consumed too much. You, might, you fucking might be right. Maybe uh-huh. stop watching so many goddamn uh, movies. I can't. That's the only joy I get out of life anymore is watching movies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wow. He said everything else makes me want to kill myself. This is all I have, guys. Leave me alone. Let me watch my media in peace. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've also been playing games. We're going to talk about those. Uh, and, of course, we will have a regularly scheduled pick of the week. I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen. And I am joined, as almost always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan <laughs> Swiggity Swooty Martin and Austin coming for that booty Steven. I did not want to say that and I, I thought about not saying it and then I was like nope. It's a good one. We, we've said worse on this show. Way worse. On this very episode even. <sighs> I've already forgotten what we've said. We've still got time to go. <laughs> we gotta get much worse. Left. Oh lord. All right. Well, uh, you know, how, how are you boys doing? How's uh, how's life treating the boys? Boys, I'm gonna let well. Dylan go first. Oh, okay. This boy is doing fine. Good. Uh, thank you for asking. Are you? Nothing is wrong. N- nothing. Not a single thing. Nothing. Okay. Nope. How'd nope. your uh, how'd your surgery go? Wow. Just putting my <laughs> dirty laundry out there for everyone. All right. So just gonna <laughs> dox me like. <laughs> Uh, no, surgery went fine, man. It, that's my very first surgery ever. So it was, uh, it was a trippy experience altogether. Um, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how, but all week leading up to it in the doctor's offices, my blood pressure was up. Mm. Like, it was not good. Like, they were like, is your blood pressure normally this high? And I'm like, truthfully, I don't know. Like, I, I don't have any clue what my blood pressure normally is. But then I'm sitting in there in the hospital bed and they're taking my blood pressure and they're like, wow, your blood pressure is really low right now. And I'm like, I don't know why. It's like I just all of a sudden stopped caring. Like I was really zen. This was before the drugs mm. even. And I was just calm. It's like if I think it's because I think it's because I truly knew that it was out of my hands. There was nothing I could do. I was going to be out for it. So nothing I did mattered. I could fucking die on the table and I would never know, right? Because I would be under anesthesia. So it's like I had no worries for that whole entire day and it felt good. It felt so good. Um, There was one time I got a little worried and it was when I was on the bed. It was in pre-op and they're like, all right, we're going to go ahead and start begin the sedation process. We're going to give you some meds and in about 10 minutes, we're going to take you back and put you under anesthesia. I was like, okay. Uh, and I was wondering what, you know, kind of meds they start off with. And I'm looking around the room and there's this nurse and she pulls out this tiny vial. Vial's about an inch. Like it, I mean, I might be fabricating that. It could have been two inches, but it really wasn't big at all. But it had really big letters on it and it said fentanyl. And I was like, mm, that's not the fucking drug that I wanted to see going into my body before all this. <laughs> killed like, that's, that's what killed Mac Miller. Um, and oh, I, God. she put it first off. I will say straight up, I understand why people seek that drug because as soon as it touched my veins, like my whole arm, like it, it felt cold. And then it's like, imagine 
like having being like five drinks in and but having none of the negative side effects of alcohol like it was just it was crazy like the room was kind of swimmy and stuff like that and the doctor's asking me all these questions about the weather which i think are real <laughs> um, <laughs> he was like is it hot outside i'm like it's kind of humid man he was like, when's the last time you were out there? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't remember being out there after the fucking drugs hit. And I kept going back to the fentanyl because then she started loading me up with another shot. And then the doctor's like, give him another one. Give him and another one. I'm another. like, what the fuck? Right. And they kept saying that. And I figured it wasn't fentanyl because I'd be dead by then. But I had to ask the lady. I was like, so what's technically a lethal dosage of fentanyl? And she was like, anything you get outside of this hospital room. <laughs> like, okay, that's good. Dylan said, this is where I form a fentanyl addiction. I, it's pretty fucking great. It made me feel good. Like, if I was already zen, I was pretty fucking zenner, zenner after that. Um, but then they rolled me into the operating room, which is, you know, it's, it's the fucking classic thing. It's a white room with white sheets and people in white fucking operating gowns and shit. And then I had to slide from my stretcher over to the table. And then he was, as soon as I hit the table, I'm already swimming. This is all foggy to begin with. But the last thing I remember, it's the conversation with the anesthesiologist. He said, we're going to begin the like sedation process. I said, this is it. He said, this is it. I said, do I start counting? He said, you can. And that's the last thing I remember. (laughs) Like I was out as soon as he said that. It was crazy how fast I went under. And then the last, the next thing I know is someone saying, hey, Dylan, it's time to wake up. I was like, what the fuck? It was the trippiest thing in my life, man. Um, but I'm all patched up. I feel better. Like in terms of, you know, I'm six days post-surgery, so I feel better than I have all week. I um, had some, not complications, but they did have to inflate my stomach with some gas and shit. And that was left in my body to just kind of go away on its own. And then it kind of resi- like it was resonating and permeating through my body but it was like resonating right in my shoulder and it really 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 hurt like it's it hurt worse than the actual surgery did i'm not going to lie but i feel good now um and now it's just the healing process for the next fucking 4 weeks 3 and a half weeks but glad it's over with i'm just tired of being in pain and i'm in pain now but it's like it's a manageable kind of pain you know mm-hmm. don't worry about it anymore <clears throat> and once you get through this pain, you're Gucci. I am Gucci. I'm ready to go back. It's the hardest part. It's not being able to go to the gym because that's been my outlet for a while. And now that I don't have it, it's like, hello, darkness, my old friend. Um, but it's okay. Like, I'm just got to make it through this and then I can go harder than I ever have before. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad that you're, uh, you're, doing better or well maybe not better well mm, better better than i have been well because you guys have texted me throughout the week and i've been in a pretty miserable spot today's the first day i feel actually kind of okay aside from like soreness around the abdomen so it's good it's good that today's the recording day and not yesterday or the day before that because those are some of my worst days i think Mm -hmm. yeah for sure I've never had a surgery before, and I do not want that to happen. I recommend it for the drugs, but nothing else. <laughs> well, I'll be... Uh, <laughs> if you want some free drugs, here's a way to score oh. one. It's definitely not free. <laughs> oh, that's true. 
It's not free. Nope. <laughs> Unfortunately. Nope. I paid about probably $1,000 for that dosage of fentanyl. That Thanks, I America. Yeah. yeah, probably $1,000 more than you would have, uh, you know, getting it on the streets. Mm-hmm. That's true. I can just get a street dosage. <laughs> Fucking take my chances. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Maybe don't do that. <laughs> yep. This is not a uh, an advice podcast. So don't Don't. ever listen to anything we have to say. Uh, No, listen. Just don't take it seriously. Yes, yes. True, true, true. And then share it with your friends. That is a must. Uh, Speaking of sharing things with my friends, uh, I was about to say I've never had a surgery before, but I'm probably getting a vasectomy in uh, the next six months. So, oh, let's have a vasectomy date. Let's go get one together. So I am. Uh, <sighs> I don't know about all that, Austin, but uh, I just had a consultation for one like two weeks. Oh, ago. really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I need to. I need to get on that. Um, I just. I really don't want to have kids, but I'm scared that they're going to be fair. like, "Hey, bud." You're you're real overweight, and your heart's not going to make it. You need to lose like fucking eight thousand pounds, uh, and then and then well, maybe your heart will be okay. <laughs> here's the thing, and it's not even a joke. So my consultation with the surgeon mm-hmm. was last Wednesday, and he was like, "Before you do this, ideally, you're going to need to lose as much weight as possible." And I was like, "All right, like you know, I'm expecting a July date anyway." So I was like, "All right, I'll you know I'll work on it. I've been doing some stuff anyway." And then about 30 minutes later, they're like, all right, surgery's going to be on Friday. I was like, what do you want me to fucking do to lose weight? <laughs> so you're going to be fine. I don't think they're going to tell you. Why Why the weight loss, though? I don't know. To fucking make their lives easier, not having to navigate through a fucking labyrinth of fat or something. Yeah, that's what I always assume. It's like, the- But the good news is, is like your balls are just kind of there. They can just snip, snap, snip, snap, and then, you yeah, know. Uh, yeah. Josh, I thought that you meant that you were worried about any issues with, like, anesthesia. Because, I, like, I've heard sometimes that, like, your weight can uh, play a factor in uh, how well the anesthesia actually works mm-hmm. on you. I didn't even think they put you under for that, though. No, they don't put you under for a vasectomy. Oh. They just they stick a... Uh, they fucking shoot some numbing shit in one no, of your balls. No, you're not shooting shit anywhere. <laughs> yeah, they not just take a needle into not. one of your balls. Yeah, you but fuck you. And every- I'm just kidding. It, it's like an epidural. It goes in your back. Oh, God. I'm it actually literally is borderline epidural. an epidural. So what God. you're telling me is that I'm giving birth? Yes. What? It's going to feel like it the next day, probably. Oh. Apologize. Apologize for what? I don't know. I just feel like that insulted someone. It probably, it probably did. did. But what can't yeah. we say that won't insult someone? Uh, good point. <laughs> Dylan, I'm pretty sure you've talked about beating your girlfriend on this podcast. I don't really know shit from you right now, sir. That? Unless you can provide a specific Let episode me just right now. I'm sure that I can. <laughs> no, that's never happened. I'm sure between and Josh and I, we can find it in five. <laughs> We've talked about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, we can't joke like that. I said, listen here, woman, we've talked about this. Yeah, no, we don't fucking. This is why when we get home. <laughs> God. Listen, you're starting yeah. to sound like Amber Heard. Listen, we need to. <laughs> oh, God damn it. That's been some of the most entertaining shit. You're going to take a, a shit on her oh, bed, too? God damn. Uh, 
Uh, we need to get into the show proper. We've been. Oh yeah. Fucking, no, we don't. We should just have this a full-on episode where we just do this for two hours. <laughs> I've been saying that we should have a side podcast where it's just disgusting. Mm, disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> like just absolutely sick, vile oh, shit. Boy. The stuff that we need to refrain from saying on this one. Oh, I thought you said we have a podcast that's just disgusting. I was like, not even, not even a topic, just disgusting. <laughs> we can just talk about. <laughs> just oh, it talk hurts about to laugh. doing a podcast on a podcast. Oh, yeah, essentially. God, I love us. I sometimes love stop things. Um, huh. most of the time, no. Don't objectify me. What? Okay, listen. You said things. I went and saw <laughs> the Northman. How was that? Very good. So, Austin, good. you saw something. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I went and saw the Northman last uh, Friday, and I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. I think that it is my favorite David or not David uh, Robert Eggers movie. Um, Were you about to say David? I, no, no, I was about to say uh, David Eggers, but I I think oh. I got David Ayers and Robert Eggers mixed up. I know that's a mm-hmm. dumb fucking thing to say but anyway so yeah uh i still love you i've not seen it man but i want to so give me give me good news it was it was very very good like i said it's my favorite uh eggers movie um i really want like i really really want to like the witch and the lighthouse more than i do um i don't know why the witch doesn't work for me but it doesn't and I loved everything about the lighthouse except for the plot. And that really, really weighed down my enjoyment of that movie for me. Um, yeah, I just, it, for whatever reason, didn't hit home. Um, but the, like, the cinematography, the acting, like, all of that stuff, all the, like, nuts and bolts of the lighthouse, I really enjoyed. But this, I enjoyed pretty much every bit of it um i think that there are some problems uh like i think that some of the camera work is a little weird i I, i'm not really sure how to to phrase what i'm trying to say but like there's there's this one shot in particular that i think is like it's an extraordinary shot like Basically, there are these two Viking like boats coming down a river, and you see one pass, and it's on the far side of the river, and then the camera starts to like slowly push in, and then another camera comes closer to the foreground, or not not camera, sorry, boat comes closer to the foreground, <clears throat> and then the camera kind of speeds up, and then follows it, and it's this all in like quote unquote one take. I don't know if it actually was probably could have got stitched together somehow but anyway when they get into the boat and they're going to alexander scarsgard's character um you can see the camera kind of like like bumping and it just feels unnatural like it feels like everything leading up to when it gets on the boat 
is very like smooth and like just like the camera's supposed to be there. And then it gets on the boat and it's very like you can tell that someone's holding the camera, if that makes sense. Uh, and and that kind of took me out of it. And there are a couple of instances where that happens, where I was like, huh, this just uh, this doesn't look right to me. But um, but the story is basically Viking Hamlet and it really does a great job of kind of boiling down. I think what the point of Hamlet is, which is like cycles of violence and how you can make or break those. And I absolutely loved how this story told it um, from, you know, the perspective of Vikings that are normally known as like these ultra violent humans, you know? Um, yeah. The fucking violence in this movie is rad. It is fucking brutal. Like, I... Every fight sequence and, like, death and stuff like that was just like, holy shit, this is fucking rad. But, um... Yeah, the, I, the movie really worked for me. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I loved... Anya Taylor-Joy and Alexander Skarsgård. I thought they fucking killed it. Ethan Hawke is barely in the movie and Willem Dafoe is barely in the movie and they kind of like steal the scenes that they're in. Um, yeah, I I think it's I think it's great. Uh, probably oh, yeah. my... I don't know if it's my favorite movie of the year so far, but it's, um, it's definitely up there. Yeah, because that would be putting it above everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I might, I think I'm off next week. I might do like a double feature because I still need to see that and the other movie that you're going to talk about here in mm-hmm. a few minutes. But that's definitely on my top priority list. So I'm glad that you enjoyed it. That gives me high hopes for it. Um, what were you going to say, Austin? I don't remember now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we can move on. It probably wasn't moving important anyway. Yeah, we're moving on you, buddy boy. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah. I uh, actually watched a movie. I've been trying to go to a movie theater to see something for, like, the last two months, and I finally got to go, uh, like, two weeks ago. I don't know, something like that. You- uh, but, yeah, I took Josie. We took a Sunday night, had a little uh, daddy-daughter night, and we went and saw Sonic 2. And I fucking love this movie. This movie was super cute. It was super fun. It was just a rad fucking ride the whole way through. And honestly, I've. This might be just because I think I'm starting to finally feel the fatigue that a lot of other people are feeling. But I had more fun with this movie than I have, I would say, most Marvel movies in the last few years. Albeit some exceptions like Spider Man. But I, I had a lot of fucking fun with this movie. Um, essentially the, the whole premise was just Dr. Eggman coming back to fuck shit up and Jim Carrey stole every fucking scene he was in throughout the entire movie. He was just, I, I could not picture a better actor to, uh, to play that role. And I'm really sad that this is apparently going to be his last movie because I, I, I don't know how, like Eggman's a pretty prominent character. So I don't know what you're going to do there because I, I saw that they wanted to make this like cinematic universe. There's 
there's a Knuckles and Tails spinoff series coming to fucking Paramount Plus, and uh, they uh, they've already confirmed that the third movie is already greenlit and like entered production. So like I I don't know how that's gonna work, but um, they, uh, I like it open for like a uh, for a, a sequel like at the end of this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, they did. Very much so. Um, that was actually probably the coolest fucking part of the movie for me uh, because I have a lot of nostalgia, no matter how bad of a game it kind of fucking is. I have a lot of nostalgia for Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, and it kind of looks like the third movie is going to be essentially a live-action Sonic Adventure 2, and I am super fucking here for that. Um, the Easter eggs thrown throughout weren't like... it. it I kind of... It felt a lot like the way Marvel does it, where where it's kind of just hidden in the background and like never really talked about, and it's just there for people who know what it is to pick up on it. Um, but it was really cool. There's a lot of references to like pretty much every fucking game, Sonic game from like the last twenty plus years. Um, there were a lot of key characters from the comic books and the video games themselves that got introduced in this movie. Um, like the big military organization gun got introduced. Uh, I was also really blown away to see Shamar Moore in this movie. But I was very happy about it because I would climb that man like a fucking jungle gym. Oh. And I was rad to see him through the entire fucking film. Um, but yeah, super great movie. How did you feel about um, Idris Elba's uh, Knuckles? I think he did a really good job. I think that he he kind of like the accent that he went for he kind of wanted to make knuckles sound like this this kind of primal like tribal warrior um who like like knuckles came around uh, tails and sonic towards the end of the movie when they kind of joined forces um and like he was like they were using modern lingo and like knuckles wasn't understanding what the fuck they were saying he was like yo can you just simply tell me what the fuck to do um, uh-huh. And I think he did. A, I think he fucking killed it. I'm I'm very excited to watch a a Knuckles solo spinoff with Idris Elba. I think that that's going to be really fucking rad. Yeah. What? I never and, saw the first one. Yeah, I, you should. Um, also, uh, Tails' voice actress is phenomenal. I I was very as somebody who like really thoroughly has enjoyed Sonic games for like the majority of his life. Uh, I was really stoked to hear the main actress that's portrayed him in probably like the last 10 years worth of video games uh, come to this movie to play his role and not just another Hollywood big name uh, like they did with everyone else. I think that that was really cool. That is cool. Who plays Sonic? I don't even know. Uh, Ben Schwartz. Mm. I know that name. He's John Ralphio. He's a comedian, uh, right? um, That's what I thought it was. He plays Sonic? Yeah. And he oh does a great God. job, dude. He's like he's witty, he's funny. Um, one, I think, although going back to Jim Carrey, dude, he threw some like some of the jokes that came out of that man's fucking mouth were just incredible, and they were just perfectly timed. Uh, there's a scene at the end where right when Sonic kind of beats the shit out of him in his super form, and uh, uh, Eggman kind of looks at Sonic and he's like, you know. Uh, we could just let bygones be bygones. There were good people on both sides, and that shit took me out. I thought that shit was so fucking funny, and I did not expect it. <laughs> Is it really going to be his last film? Like, I've not even heard this. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's he, what he uh, on he did an interview and said that unless unless some magical script sent by God comes to him that this is it. He's he said he's made enough money, he feels like he's done his job, he felt he feels like he's hit the peak of his career and there's no going higher than where he's at now. So he's like, Why just throw in the towel while I'm ahead? And I do respect that, but so at the end of this movie do they is Eggman kind of done, or do they set it up to where like Eggman should be coming back in the third? Yeah, that's what I was. So they earlier they kind of hint that Eggman was quote unquote killed at the end of the movie. Um, it's not ever explicitly said, but it, I mean, he got crushed by a fucking forty-five story robot. I, I don't know how a normal person would come out of that alive. Um, but the so the post credit scene of the movie. Um, has two officers from an organization called Gun, which was really prevalent. It was cool to see them show up in the movie for or in this universe for the first time. Um, they at the post credit scene, they're talking about they found a lab that he had made. I think they explicitly said fifty years ago, which is crazy. Um, but and in the lab was Shadow the Hedgehog in this like little cryo tube. Um, but in Sonic Adventure 2, like, it, it's Eggman's granddad that created Shadow. So I kind of feel like when we get to the third movie, I feel like the Eggman that we've seen in the last two movies is going to take the place of uh, uh, Gerald Robotnik, who was uh, Eggman's granddad, and then they'll introduce, like, a new modern Eggman. That's, uh, he's in, whoever that is is going to have some massive shoes to fill in, because oh, I've heard yeah, nothing dude. but good things about Carrie's... Doctor, yep. he he was wonder. I thought he was wonderful in the first movie, and I thought he was ten times fucking better in the second movie. That's crazy. He was he, he was my favorite part of the entire film, honestly. Hmm. <clears throat> Doki, maybe I'll. What, is the first one available to stream? It's on HBO Max. Oh sweet, that's like the fucking one thing I actually love—the streaming service that I genuinely love and advocate for. I think I I know that that's the last place that we watched it. But I don't know if it's still there. Um, <sighs> you do know that uh, HBO is co-owned by Time Warner Media, which is um, the parent company of AT and T, correct? Oh, for sure, because that's where I actually get my HBO subscription. <laughs> <laughs> my AT and T subscription. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Oh, God. But they know how to do a streaming <laughs> service, so I don't fucking You're care. Not wrong. You are not wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it's not on there anymore. Oh. Well, fuck them. I want to say it is on Hulu, for though. Taking the movie away. Because I think I saw it on Hulu. Uh, wait, hang on. As well. All right, what are we talking about? The first Sonic? Sonic. I think it's on yeah. Paramount Plus. Which I absolutely do not have and will not have. I'm done, dude. I mean, that would not make sense if the fucking Knuckles and Tails and Tail series are coming to Paramount Plus. That would make sense. No. I'll fucking buy the movie over goddamn getting another streaming service. <laughs> You're really? I, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, dude, I it's can like feel fucking that. TV. Like we, they're were, essentially were, paying for cable at this fucking yes, point. Yes, and now they're going to be bundled together. Hey, get Peacock, Paramount, and blah, 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 all together. No, fuck you, dude. I'm not paying for TV again. <laughs> he said, no, fuck you. Yeah, it, it, it is stupid uh, streaming It is on Paramount Plus. I just checked. No. Oh, okay, right. So, hang on. I'm going to go subscribe to Paramount. <laughs> I literally was just sitting here. I was like, I'm Don't. not going to fucking do it anymore. Whatever. Let me, let me just look at my recurring bills real quick. Um, <clears throat> Netflix. 
um, Peacock TV, Paramount Plus, Hulu, <laughs> HBO Max, Sling TV. God damn it! You have well, yeah. Of course, you're not going to buy another fucking streaming uh, service. You already have all yeah, of them. No, I don't have Crunchyroll. I don't watch enough anime to uh, to warrant that. But if I did, I would have it. Fuck, man! I'm just so over. No, it. I, I like, and the show totally understand cheap, that. I so Paramount yeah. is uh, the owner of CBS, and they offer live CBS uh, football games. So I keep it during the. Um, Ah, oh, that during makes the fall. sense, though. And then See? Sling literally is... I normally have it cut off during, like, non-football season, but right now Dylan is watching The Walking Dead, uh, like, the newest season. So I have kept it so he can watch that. But like I said, normally I, I wouldn't have it right now. I don't even know what Sling is. It's basically cable. I mean, it's it's basically... Yeah. Uh, yeah, really? It's like an internet cable service provider type thing. How much is it? Uh, you can get it for, I think, as low as 25 bucks a month. Um, and too it, much. That sounded way too ad-like. You can get it for as low as 25 bucks. <laughs> way too much. Well, I, I think that that's the case. I could be wrong. Uh, but I pay for the, the $50 one, again, because it'll get me <clears throat> Fox, NBC, and... Or actually, NBC is part of Paramount now, so... Or not Paramount, sorry, Peacock. So, but it, it did get me uh, Fox, um, NBC, and ESPN because they have it split up to where you basically have to pay the fifty bucks if you want to get all the channels that they have to offer. Mm-hmm. It's just so tiring yeah. having to keep up with all of them, dude, and I hate it. And it's like even with the video game content that I love. Twitch is my number one thing, but then I have to go to YouTube to f- watch people like Dr. Disrespect and stuff like that, too. It's like, fucking just stay somewhere. <laughs> like I, Jesus. I get really tired of having, like, I, and I can't, like, I have Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Disney Plus, and... Oh, I yeah, I have, Peacock, D- but I I have Disney more. Plus also. It's another one. Right. God damn it. <laughs> Dude, I I've, I've had Crunchyroll since 2016. And I, as of like the last two years, I genuinely don't even think they charge me anymore <laughs> because I've been using the service well, since I, 2016. And I never I mean, I, I swear to God, within the last two years, I have not one single time seen a charge from Crunchyroll on my fucking bank. Not one fucking time. And I still able, use it. I use it every fucking day. Do they have a parent company? Uh, Sony yeah, them. Sony now. Yeah, Sony just bought them. It's grouped in with your PlayStation subscription. I mean, <laughs> it might be. <laughs> yeah, because Sony bought uh, Sony bought Crunchyroll and Funimation. I don't know, man. Are you charged through Funimation? Don't you know that too? Yeah, I have Funimation. I see that shit come out, but that shit's only like four ninety nine. So I don't ever think about it. Oh, man, streaming services, they're bad. Don't sign up for them. I really, now that I think about it, it is kind of stupid to have Crunchyroll and Funimation because they'd merge together. Both of their libraries are the exact fucking same. So do you think that's why you don't get charged, like, legitimately? Maybe. Because if they're the same? Ah, shit, maybe. I don't know. But they, they are literally mostly now this, like, have the exact same catalog. I, albeit, I think, some exceptions, but not fucking many. <clears throat> well... Speaking of anime, let's move on. Well, um, 
what? Do oh, you want to go since you have yeah, four? Yeah, I just want to break it up evenly, man. Okay, That's fine. okay. I okay. do because I have, I mean, when I talk about the two that I have, it's next to nothing. So you do what you <laughs> <Okay>. want to. <laughs> Uh, well, I was going to say, speaking of streaming services, that was, that was going to be my transition. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I watched WrestleMania 38 on Peacock. Subscribe now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. Uh, all right. So here's the deal. Everybody knows. I, like, I, I, I should say I finally got around to watching WrestleMania because it was at the beginning of April. Right? <clears throat> well... Um. Oh man, I just I love the WWE in a vacuum. If there are no competitors around, if there is like uh just nothing nothing else that I could see as a viable kind of like alternative or, you know, just I, other things competing for my entertainment or what have you. I like, I would never ever complain about the WWE that I, I think my thoughts are getting jumbled here, but my, my point is, is that, um, My my point is is that uh like there just is not enough good shit coming out of that company anymore for me to ever really justify watching it and it really fucking saddens me because there was stuff in this WrestleMania that I was like Oh, holy shit, man. This is a lot of fun. I'm, I am having a, a good time. And then there was other stuff where I was like, the fuck are we doing here, guys? Like what, what are genuinely, what the fuck are we doing here? And it was very, very frustrating for me, um, to, to be in a mindset where like sometimes I was having fun and then other times I wasn't. And I just, I would really like for the, the company to, to start, I don't know. I, I don't want to say paying attention to its fans, but like, I don't doing right by its fans because for the longest time, they are the only ones around. And so like they didn't have anything that they had to worry about, I guess is the, is the best way to, to put it. Right. But now they have some, some people who are like competing with them and those people are putting on a much better wrestling show. Like in terms of entertainment value from, from watching wrestling and watching like the skill that people put into it and stuff like that. Like AEW has WWE like, by a wide, wide margin. Like, it's not even really remotely close. And it just, I don't know, really annoys me that, like, these people who have kind of coasted by are doing the same shit that they've always been doing when they have competition now. And that competition is 
I, I mean, by all accounts, better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I had fun with parts of WrestleMania, but it's also going to be one of those things that, like, I I just don't. I'm I'm probably not paying attention to the WWE anymore. Does that hurt? Yeah. Because all all I ever see anymore is like, I mean, it's what you said. People talk about AEW, but I I don't see a lot of hype surrounding the WWE anymore. And it's all about AEW. So I used to watch, you know, WWF, WCW, WWE when that transition happened. It's like I used to watch that. So I can't imagine someone that stuck with it all of these years. And now to hear like to hear you have to say the words it's not going to be the source of your, you know, wrestling entertainment anymore. I feel, I feel like that has to hurt. Yeah. I mean, so I was a WCW kid growing up. Like that's, that's what my grandparents watched. So that's what I watched and I enjoyed the hell out of it. But when I would see stuff from the WWF around the time that the attitude era was like in full swing, I was like, Oh, like, what is this? And so, like that drew yep. my attention. And then, I, you know, there was that that kind of like era, uh, the ruthless aggression era where like I saw stuff, but I mostly stayed out of it because I was like, I thought it was. Uh, how, how do I want to put this? I thought that it was uncool and I didn't want people to like know that I enjoyed it because I would be thought of as uncool, if that makes sense, which was a stupid fucking thing to, to think, but you know, I get it though. So I, so I kind of stayed out most of that era and then I came back in, in around 2011, 2012, uh, right around, I think actually the first time that I watched wrestling, like on a consistent basis, uh, starting back was in, 2012 which was around Wrestlemania 32 I think and it was um, The Rock versus John Cena at Wrestlemania and I watched that and I was like oh holy shit like this is this is fucking awesome and the very next night on Monday Night Raw Brock Lesnar came back and I was like oh holy shit Brock Lesnar you know so it was <laughs> like all of this stuff that happened like came back to back to back to back. Like you had stuff like the shield, you had CM Punk putting out some of the best fucking matches in, in the world. You had Daniel Bryan doing the same exact thing. Like these were people who I was like, God damn, like this is, this is just as much fun as I remember it being when I was a kid. And then I look at it now and it's not that I'm, it's not that I've grown out of it and that I'm older now and I'm, I don't like this stuff. I still fucking love it because AUW is putting out the shit that I like. It's that, again, WWE, I I, I don't want to say they don't want to listen to their fans because that's untrue. Their fans tell them what's popular. You know what I mean? Like, they, like if they know that Roman Reigns, which, by the way, Roman Reigns is the best thing in WWE right now. He is a fucking wonderful heel and i love every second that i get to see that dude on screen um but like people still buy 
you know, the Miz's stuff. You know, so they push yeah. the Miz. People still buy Seth Rollins stuff. They still push Seth Rollins. Like they listen to what the people are telling them. But <laughs> I I don't want to be like this, but I'm going to be like this, but the people are fucking stupid. Like Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it saddens me, but uh, you know, I still have AEW. So what kind of like what kind of sustainability do you see for the WWE? Like how long do you see them being around? Oh, for for a very long time. Are you are you confident in that with how they're going? Because like I, I mean, I know I'm not proficient in it or whatever, but everything I see, it's like it's just deteriorating in terms of quality. And sure, they still get you know purchases purchases and stuff like that but it's like give me time frame like do you do you still think they're going to be relevant in five ten years ten years uh yeah i i do uh and the thing is they're an institution you know what i mean like people think wrestling they think wwe they don't think aew they don't think uh true i I don't know ring of honor like they don't they don't think of new japan (laughs) you know what i mean like but yeah, those shows are better. And the, and the way that I kind of like know that that is the case is if you look at AEW's ratings, they're never anywhere near raw. I think they beat, uh, raw like once, uh, when they were going up against NXT, which is like the sort of like, uh, h- how do you want to describe it? Like the, the training brand, like the, right. Like the, yeah, yeah, WWE. exactly. Um, so like they beat them that one time when they went up against the junior brand and like, right. That fucking sucks. Cause AEW, like I said, they put out a much better show. I think it's more entertaining. I, I don't know that the, uh, I don't know that I would say like the storylines are better or anything like that, but I would 100% say that the, um, uh, the wrestling is better. Like it's not even remotely close to me, but I don't know. Yeah. I was just wondering, I mean, cause I know that probably hurts to say it's like, it just doesn't hold your attention anymore, but I, I guess it's good that you do have something to fall back on like AEW. Yeah. Faux show. Bueno. Uh, it's it your me? turn. So, a couple, I guess, Austin, I guess it's been a couple of weeks now, I asked you for an anime suggestion, and you said, Demon Hunter. I've not made a far, man. <laughs> this is, it, it's just me not, mm-hmm. not pursuing, you know, media that way like i don't consume media by watching i consume media by doing yeah um so it's really hard for me to sit down and watch something but i did start demon slayer like i said i would i'm two episodes in i know it's only two episodes um it's a lot for you it is a lot for me that's like six movies really um (laughs) sabrina loves it so far me like i really like the animation it's really pretty i like it um, I'm just not really attached to any of the characters yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really attached to the storyline yet either. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't... I'm not saying it's bad. I'm two episodes in. Shit's going to change. But it's just like, it, God, it's not hooked me. And I, I need it to hook me if I'm going to actually stick with it. Um, yeah. 
but Sabrina's, I guess you can say she's kind of hooked, so that's going to keep me going, but like, usually by now watching an anime, like a couple episodes, two to five episodes in, like I'm starting to really, really like characters, um, and like, so far, I just, I don't care about any of the ones that I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I need to, I need to, I need to give it more of a shot because <clears throat> the animation alone will keep me going for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's probably the prettiest anime that I've seen hands down. Yeah. That's- and maybe that's because it's a newer one. I don't know. Most of the anime that I'm accustomed to is from what? Eight plus years ago what what year are we in <laughs> 2022 so 8 years ago <laughs> was 2014 i mean that's that's valid yeah um that's a huge change it is so and what what this could maybe do is push me to watch other anime that's newer just i'm not going to say that i'm not going to enjoy demon slayer because eventually i may um we're not going to watch it tonight but every time that we have a dinner or something if we're not like just trying to power through dinner so we can do something else we'll sit down and watch an episode and there's three seasons right or uh right now there's just two seasons and a movie there's technically a season in between those two that's like a recap of the movie in like an episodic format that's what i thought it was okay but i will well is it season one movie season two or is it season one two a movie season one movie season two the movie picks up literally the second after season one leaves off. Why did they do a movie for that? I'm just wondering. Uh, <laughs> you'll see. If you get there, you'll you'll see. It was a very um, it was a very decisive fight in the coming fight or in like the big. I guess like the overarching conflict. Um, it was a very decisive fight, and I think that if they were gonna do a, like having read the whole manga. I think if any single arc was going to be made into a movie, I do think they picked a they picked a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to stick it out because I I did tell you I would watch it. So bare minimum, we'll finish out Demon Slayer just to see how it goes. She's liking it, like I said, but it's it's room to be improved for me. But I'm going to keep giving it a shot, and I keep trying to look through Hulu and stuff to see if there's anything at the moment that I want to watch. I never found that anime that we were talking about in the last episode or so. That mm. it's like it caught my eye. I never figured out what it was, and it bums me out so fucking much. <laughs> um, I will say that. Did I just find it? Demon Slayer start like even like for me, it started very slow. It was kind of hard for me to get hooked, but once you see Tanjiro have to kill his first demon, it's it's pretty rad. So I saw the one That's where the point he's where I was hooked. Oh. Yeah, because he didn't technically kill that one. Like, the sunlight killed this one or whatever. Yeah. Okay. When he does his, um, uh, when he goes to become, for anyone to become a demon slayer, they have to uh, take a trial uh, called Final Selection. And what Final Selection is, basically the demon slayers, they take all of these recruits, they throw them into an enclosed forest that they have trapped and lured demons to, and if you survive until the next morning, you're a demon slayer. If you don't, you're just fucking dead. Just fucking dead. I mean, that's kind of cool. Uh, I about said Austin. Josh, did you watch Demon Slayer? Uh, no, I haven't watched it. I've only seen, like, trailers, and goddamn, the animation is beautiful. I really want to watch it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you should. I just don't have the time. 
Why didn't you watch it with Dylan? I know Dylan watched all I'm of it. I'm not watching anything with Dylan. <laughs> Just for podcast sake, he is not talking about me. He has more respect for me than that, probably. <laughs> Barely. Jesus Christ. He said, mm, I don't know. Maybe. That's fine. I don't have respect for myself. But I keep looking for animes to watch on, like, Hulu and stuff. Um, everything that I see, it's like this is neat and then I look at the other stuff that I used to watch but I'm and then I'm like but I could just go back to watching this but I uh, you know you know what never mind we'll get there, we'll get there. We'll go ahead Josh <laughs> all right uh he's like Dylan's done talking <laughs> oh I'm sorry where are you no uh, it doesn't matter no it does matter Dylan your feelings are important it does matter are they though they are it hurts to laugh I'm not gonna lie but oh, no. no I'm done go ahead oh, okay so you're just gaslighting me is what you just said. <laughs> That's not... You're gaslighting me now? What? <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, so I watched Has the... Uh, great at it. I watched the unbearable weight of massive talent. Do you get... Uh, is that my life story? Um, sh- we'll, we'll I think so. That. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so... The unbearable weight of massive talent is basically the Nick Cage movie. If you've seen trailers for this, that's, that's what it is. Um, so I really, really fucking liked this movie. Um, like it is everything that you probably thought it would be based on the trailers and based on your knowledge of like Nick Cage movies and stuff like that. But, uh, basically, I mean, if you, if you don't know anything about it, basically Nick Cage plays Nick Cage, who is a sort of like washed up actor and he's thinking about quitting acting because um, all of the parts that he would really want and stuff like that aren't being given to him. And uh, he gets with his agent and his agent's like, hey, so uh, why don't you go take this job? It pays a million dollars. And all you have to go and do is be um, friends with this guy. Well, not be friends with him, but go to this guy's birthday party on this, you know, tropical island or whatever, and uh, and just kind of be there, you know, hang out. And so he does, and then uh, it turns out like the FBI is uh, suspecting this guy of being a drug lord or something like that. This big crime lord, we'll we'll put it that way. I don't know if I don't I can't remember if it's drugs or not. Anyway, so um. Yeah, yeah, I think from the trailers you could you saw it and you were like, "Oh, this is Nick Cage being Nick Cage." And the thing about that that kind of bothers me is I think that a lot of people say Nick Cage being Nick Cage and they think, "Oh, wacky antics and you know whatever." And they forget, you know, that he played a fucking raging alcoholic and won an Academy Award for in for um for that performance in Leaving Las Vegas. I think people forget that he played a uh, really, really somber and fucking just tragically broken character in Pig. I think that people forget that Nick Cage is a fucking excellent actor, like a really excellent actor. Um, And so I think a lot of people went in expecting this to be just like, you know, new goofy Nick Cage doing goofy Nick Cage things. And, uh, while part of it is that, um, I think that this movie really fucking hit home for me 
on something that I wasn't expecting it to hit home on. And that's just the joy of filmmaking. I just, I like straight up did not expect at all for this movie to go into kind of like what acting is not to just Nick Cage in the movie, but like to him as a person, I, I, I really wasn't expecting that. And I, I kind of wasn't expecting it to be this, this sort of meditation on what it is, like what the filmmaking process is and how much joy that it can bring. And, uh, I really fucking loved it, man. Nick Cage is, he's great in it. Pedro Pascal is excellent in this movie. He is so fucking funny. And I did not expect that coming from him. Cause you know, he plays fucking, uh, the Mandalorian and he plays fucking, um, Oberyn Martell, you know, he plays these characters that are like very stone faced and like they don't show emotion and stuff like that. I mean, Oberyn does in that final scene, you know, before he gets his fucking stop, uh, stop. No, we don't talk <laughs> about that. That's the best episode of Game of Thrones. Um, Shut the fuck up. He's one of the best. No, no, I'm not saying that that's the reason why it's the best episode of Game of Thrones. I'm just saying that is the best episode of Game of Thrones. He shouldn't have fucking died. I I loved Oprah. Um, Actually, real quick aside, you know that he only has 29 minutes of screen time in all of season four? Dude, and he fucking steals the show show in every single season. When he's talking about him to me. Yeah, and like when he's in the cell with mm-hmm. Tyrion talking about how he's going to be the champion, that whole, I get chills every time he's like, I'll be your champion or whatever. Oh, my fucking God. He's such a he good really actor, is. dude. He really fucking is. I didn't think that he had comedic chops, and he fucking shows them off in this movie. He is so, 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 so funny. Um, Yeah, I... I I really like the movie. It does have its flaws. I don't think that it is necessarily the most well-written thing. Uh, I think that it has some, uh, I think it has some problems with the writing and you know, there, there are some pacing issues I feel like. Uh, but overall it is such a fun time and I recommend seeing this movie if you can see it. Um, it should be coming to VOD pretty soon, but yeah, really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Everyone that's seen the movie says it's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from people who don't even like, you know, they're not film buffs or whatever. They just tried it on a whim and everyone says it's pretty great. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it is. There we go. All right. Well, uh, Austin, you were going to talk anime, I guess. Yeah, just a little bit this time. Um, So I started reading uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, I've also, I watched, I think, all that was out at the time, which I think was like 13 episodes. Me and Madison watched that together, and then I started reading the manga a couple weeks ago. Um, If you've ever wanted a Naruto 2.0 but like better, this is it. But this is very much Naruto 2.0. Um, except instead of ninjas, it's like demons and shit. 
or like I, I guess ghosts would probably be the more accurate thing to say. Um, but it's really cool. It's it's essentially this uh, this kid gets caught up in a whole world that he didn't even know fucking existed because he accidentally swallowed a finger, a real human <laughs> finger. Except that finger was a demon's finger, and now that he swallowed it, that demon now lives inside of him. You kind of see where the Naruto thing is coming from. Uh, very similar personality to Naruto. Uh, he's kind of this dim-witted fucking, uh, honestly, kind of a fucking idiot who does everything possibly wrong that he can possibly do in any given situation. Um, and basically, after swallowing the finger, he ends up gaining the ability to see and fight uh, these creatures that are called curses. And he gets recu- uh, recruited to go to a special high school that literally indoctrinates kids to do this kind of thing. And uh, it, there's so, like, like I said, there's so many parallels to Naruto, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, the show centers around a three-man squad, uh, two guys, one girl, and a really goofy, white-haired fucking teacher who has the exact same personality as Kakashi, but honestly, just a little bit cooler. Uh, kind of, uh, I'd fucking, I love the character so much that this weekend I went out and bought a $100 statue of him on Impulse. Don't know why I did that. It just looked cool. Um... But it's rad. I and I I will say I've talked about it before when I brought up Chainsaw Man and uh, 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 what's that fucking borderline hentai show? Uh, Dress up, darling. <laughs> Something about Japan for like the last couple of years in anime and manga has just been incredibly fucking horny. Um, but every single female character in this show is not sexualized whatsoever. Like, there's no like. ridiculously exposing cleavage there's no ass and thigh shots there's no sexualization whatsoever it is just these women being complete fucking badasses and outshining every other man in the scene every time they fucking come on and it's incredible and I I love that Uh, don't get me wrong I'm also a fucking degenerate and I appreciate my (laughs) fan service when I feel like it's due but when a show doesn't do that and it and it shows a character and it shows a woman as just an absolute fucking unit, I'm all fucking here for it. And, and it's awesome. Um, the main female character, her name is. Uh, um, oh, fuck. Why is it slipping? I don't know. It starts with an N. I can't remember off the top of my head because it's a long Japanese name. Um, but her power is essentially when she has a target in her sight, she has this like little straw doll and it tur- she uses uh, energy to turn it into basically a voodoo doll and she hammers fucking nails through it and like body parts like explode and Hell fling yeah. off. And it's so fucking cool. Um, but yeah, it's a really great show. I The plot is kind of confusing because I'm still pretty early into it. A lot of it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me yet. So there's not really a whole lot that I can talk about it. Um, but at visually, even in the manga, visually, this series is incredible. Um, I, kind of the same thing with Chainsaw Man. Like, I, I don't know what's going on with uh, uh, these these manga creators and creating, you know, these demon storylines and just give them, giving them the like the most badass, brutal metal designs that I could that you could possibly think of. But I fucking love it, and it it works fucking great here. And the animation is uh, the animation in this show is on par with Demon Slayer. It is equally as fucking incredible. Hell yeah! And the soundtrack is filled with fucking metalcore. Like almost every major soundtrack to this series is metalcore, and it's great. Hell yeah! One day I'm going to find something that I'm. When you speak about anime, 
You're very passionate. Yeah. Like it is all I do. That's not true. No, not entirely. I play video games sometimes. You play video games, like you know. Does he? What? Does he play video games? I do. Hey, I just finished a whole trilogy in like a week and a half. Persona. (laughs) You don't play video games. (laughs) You play one video game. (laughs) That's it. I only play Persona Five Royal. I just pretend to talk about everything else. I just look up the Wikipedia pages and fill in the same. Gaps. Honestly, <laughs> you're just like, I don't actually see any of these fucking movies. You think I have that much time? <laughs> but see, <clears throat> it, never mind. You know, go ahead, Dylan. No, I'm just saying, man. Like you're incredibly passionate about it, and you talking about stuff like this makes me want to go out and watch it. Am I fucking going to? Probably no. not. <laughs> he said, but no. I at least did, no. But I just know myself too. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I get hyped up whenever you start talking about anime. I personally think that you very much would dig Jujutsu Kaisen. I you think said you about would Demon like Slayer, bitch. Well, you're only two episodes in, bitch. But you don't know yet. It's not good. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> you said no. It's I, shit. No, it's really not shit. I just needed. I need to delve more into it. It's just like when I think of animes that I've liked in the past, and I know these are horrible examples because it's all like. <clears throat> you know, mainstream shit, but fucking Death Note, I was immediately attracted to so many of those characters. Um, you know, even talking about Naruto like you just did, I was attracted to so many of those characters. When I say attracted, mm-hmm. I mean like, I, I mean gravitated sexually. towards their personalities I liked. <laughs> <laughs> I meant No, sexually. this isn't dress up Goo Goo Doll or whatever he was talking about. <laughs> um, I read the manga for that show, by the way, little side note, that is borderline hentai. There is, like, it's so close, it's not even fucking funny. It wants anyway. to be so bad. Anyway, go on. No, just, you know, hooray to you for being passionate. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> I'm very passionate about anime. Fucking, we we get off on the most, I, I don't want to say random of tangents, but it is definitely not tangents that we should get off on. <laughs> I feel like I don't get off on anything, first off. Second, I feel like that's what makes this podcast special. I get off right? on a lot that's said on the show. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Josh said it, and I couldn't help it. I had it to get it out. It is the thing that I said. You're not wrong. Josh, why don't we have an anime podcast yet? Uh, that, uh, oh, bro, that's on you, homie. That. <laughs> he said, you fucking handle that shit. Uh, I've only got room for so much anime in my life, or podcasting in my life. I want to be real. The more that I fucking start editing these podcasts, the more I'm like, Josh, you're you're fucking, you're a guy because you're a good guy. Because the more I started to edit that podcast, the more I was like, I want to pull my fucking (laughs) hair out right now. And I I know I just need to find my rhythm or whatever, and I did choose to start a new program when I was editing it. But goddamn, dude, fucking kudos to you for keeping yourself on a schedule to do that and then make the content that you make for the Instagrams and socials and stuff like that. Fucking kudos, man, because it is not easy. It is. uh, You're right. It is not easy. It is. It is a time. We'll say that (laughs) it is a time. Yeah, (laughs) it is certainly a time because I was standing there. I was literally standing. I'm not even kidding you, dude. I was staring at a wall. And it's like, have I committed publicly to doing this podcast yet? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but then I can't tell Jeff, like, you know, I don't think this is working out. Like, I can't break up with Jeff. 
break uh, it, but no i'm having a great time with the bop it just it does take time man to not only record but then to edit and you know to publish it and all that stuff it's it's fucking work and you do it with not only this podcast but another one and then like i said all the social content you're fucking making all the thumbnails and stuff like that kudos well thank you um now talk bitch yeah i know right well <laughs> oh, God, you're going to talk about Doctor Strange. I'm going to talk you? about Doctor Strange. Oh. <sighs> what? what? Austin's like I've been ready to be disappointed all week. I just I don't I, I don't know, man. I want to see it. Like I want to. I, part of me wants to see it, but I just I've heard nothing but not very good things about how Wanda was handled in this movie, and it hurts. And I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that for myself. Let's hear it from the horse's mouth. I, yeah. I am there the horse. Uh, in in parts most of you situations. are. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, yeah, so Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, saw it. I really liked it. Um, I don't think that it is getting enough credit from the people who really dislike it. Because the people who really dislike it fucking hate it and i don't know why um like <sighs> okay the movie has its problems i i am not going to deny that i think that the writing in this is all over the fucking place i think that the writing could be way better um but i mean it is what it is i'm not fucking butt hurt about like I don't know the the okay the the criticisms about the Wanda stuff I think are are relatively valid. I think that um, leaving off the way that it did with um, WandaVision and then them not picking up on on where that story left off and stuff, I think is a totally valid criticism. Uh, I just don't necessarily share that criticism um i do think that it could have been there were things that could have been handled better though um i i do think that the movie doesn't live up to its premise in a lot of ways like i dude there is just not enough like multiverse stuff in this there's really fucking one world and and when I say like that, like multiverse shit, I really need it to be understood that I am not like those fucking fanboys that wanted fucking X Men two thousand and like fucking Logan and all this other shit in there. I could not have cared less if that stuff was in the movie or not. Uh, but I do. I was expecting a little bit more than just one world, you know. I like I expected them to go into to other things. But um yeah, I, I, I did think that the writing felt a little bit off. I don't think that it necessarily lived up to its premise enough. I kind of don't like Doctor Strange as a character. Uh I don't think that he's boring per se. I just I don't know. He he's never been one of the characters that has immediately stood out to me as like, oh yeah, I want to see his fucking movies. You know what I mean? 
Um, with that all said, I do think that the movie really fucking comes together uh, at the end with the themes of the story that it's trying to uh, showcase and the way that it was designed through the characters. I really think that the the ending to this movie is pulled to, pulled off very, very well. Uh, other parts of it, eh, not so much, but but the ending, 100% for sure, I, I thought was great. The visuals on this movie are incredible. Um, and, and I don't say that, like, because they're, like, the most groundbreaking visuals that you've ever seen in your life. I, they aren't. They're not the most groundbreaking visuals. But the MCU has had this problem for, I don't know, how long is it? I mean, like six, seven years now, I feel like, where all of their fucking movies are just flat and gray and the camera is static and it doesn't like the films are not expressive through the language of film. And that annoys the piss out of me because if you want comic books, just read the fucking comic books. Like, I'm sorry. I know that some people really care about comic book accuracy and shit like that. I love you, Tawny. I love you to death. I was about to say, Tawny. (laughs) But if I want a comic book story, and I want it, you know, to look like the comics or to anything that's like even remotely sounds like I'm saying that, like, I want it to be like the comics, that sort of stuff. Right. I'll read the fucking comic. Like, I, I don't I don't care if it's blocked like a comic book and it looks like you're turning the pages and, you know, shit like that. I don't give a fuck. I want to see a movie. Show me what you can do with the camera. Show me what you can do with shot composition. Show me what you can do with like, you you know, these fucking awesome uh, editing tricks. You know what I mean? Um, um, I don't know. I, this to me is one of the most visually interesting movies that Mar that Marvel has put out in since at least 2017. Uh, and 2017 was the year that we got Guardians 2 and that we got Thor Ragnarok. Um, I think that this movie fucking is a pleasure to watch. I think that Sam Raimi fucking killed it with the visual style. Uh, I wish that others felt that way. Um, I, I just, I don't know what some people want. I don't know. Um, that gives me a little more hope because I I've only heard the negative, unfortunately, and I did have some stuff spoiled for me, like pretty much whole fucking movie. Um, Same, and it's unfortunate because some things I'm not going to spoil it for anyone else, but there is someone that makes an appearance and he's only on screen for a short amount of time, but it's a character that I've wanted to come into the MCU for a long time, played by the guy that I wanted to play him, and then apparently they immediately killed him off. That sucks. Yeah, but it is in a separate um, universe. So, I mean, 
And that's true. And and if if Wanda looks the same in every universe and Doctor Strange looks the same in every universe, then maybe he looks the same and that's our first snippet of a look at him. And I really hope that's the case because I think he would be great at it. He's a great actor. But that being said, I am going to see the movie next week and you kind of redeemed my hope in it because I just keep seeing negative stuff about it. And if that's all you see, that's kind of what you're led to believe. Like, I, I don't have anything else to go off of. It's just whether I see it on Reddit or people at work tell me or some of the discords that I'm in, I see it. It's like, God damn, dude. It's really defeating knowing that because I do love Doctor Strange. Um, I love the first movie. I like him and all the other things that he's been in a part of the MCU. So I was kind of excited for this. Um, I like Benedict Cumberbatch a lot. So... I'm glad that you had a good time with it because now I can go into next Tuesday slash Wednesday and be like, great. Like I'm actually, I can go and see a movie that I've been wanting to see and I can have a good time with it. That's what I've been hoping for altogether. Hell yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Austin, did that redeem you at all? No. <laughs> what the fuck? No. So I don't, while I don't, I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that, um, what we got left off with in WandaVision isn't answered here. I don't think that's... Because ne- as long as the movie still tells a good story, I think that that's kind of fine. But what infuriates me is just the simple premise of Marvel teasing something and then taking way too long to fucking do it. Like, that's infuriating to me. Um... The I, I I I think I said it in the group text the other night. I love Wandavision. Wandavision was my favorite. Is my is still my favorite of any of the fucking Marvel Disney Plus series. Um, Wanda is by far my favorite character in the entirety of the MCU. And for I I I don't know, man. I really just wanted to fucking all of that shit from WandaVision to be answered and to find out that literally none of it was, I just don't know that I even fucking care at this point. And I I get that, but this isn't her. I mean, I get that this, she's a huge part of this movie, but this isn't her movie either. Yeah, for sure. Like, you not feel like this is, like, Marvel plays the long game. Oh, and they do. And I, I think that's what's obnoxious to me the most. So, and I get that, but knowing that they play the long game, like Josh, I mean, does it leave it open for more facets to be explored in the future? I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, he's he's going to be gone for a minute. He just texted us. He fucking, Kayla just got home, something, something. I don't know. I didn't read all of it. Oh, wow. I'm glad. <laughs> the one second I started asking him a question. Uh, but, um, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I, I am 100% going to watch this movie the day it comes on Disney Plus. I just, I have no incentive to physically pay and go sit in a movie theater to watch it. I just, that, I mean, I get that. I just, I feel like people are looking too much into her story and not realizing this is a Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> and I understand that, but I feel like, I feel like a lot of that has to do with the advertising. Because and this, that's true. this advertising, look, like watch any of the trailers or, or, or press scenes from this movie and uh, it there's a lot of Wanda in it so I think a lot of people expected Wanda's story to get answered here and it just wasn't apparently I mean I don't know I haven't seen the movie but according to Josh it wasn't and I don't know that's just upsetting to me because I like 
that last episode of WandaVision, for the last 10 minutes, like when she, I guess spoilers for WandaVision, but it's been over a year, so grow up. Uh, but like that last scene of Wanda, like talking to her non-existent kids and a non-existent vision and like the, the way she talked to them, this is super dark. The way she talked to them, like I like that's the that's the way I wanted my mom to talk to me. Like that was such a I don't know what it was about that scene, but I when that scene was over, I was squalling. I was like ugly hyperventilating squalling. And it made me love Wanda so much more than I already did. And granted, I understand this is a Doctor Strange movie. It's not necessarily meant to be a Wanda movie, but I think I, I think deep down I really wanted it to be a Wanda movie. Because I still feel like they can absolutely. I don't know if they would do what WandaVision season two. Like, could they really call it that after how the first one ended? I just yeah. feel like there's. Again, I've not seen the movie. This is speculation. But it's like, I feel like there's more to come from her. That's her own story. Well, yeah, they did just say, I'm pretty sure it was either Sunday or Monday. Um, but they did just say the other day that there is a uh, there is a, a solo Scarlet Witch movie in development. Oh, then, okay. Okay. So I understand your frustrations. Hopefully after you see the movie, like by that time, maybe we get news about a Scarlet Witch movie. Who mm-hmm. fucking knows? Where did you see that at? Um, it was I don't, it was on uh, it was just an article on Facebook. It was I don't think that so Marvel false. has specifically said it, but it's like the same people that leak every movie before it, it gets revealed, and they leaked that one. And I don't know they have they have a proven track record, so I'm gonna just although I shouldn't I know that uh, I should objection hearsay. Oh, go fuck yourself, <laughs> <laughs> dude. <laughs> Uh, Have you watched any of that trial? I, I guess we can just talk about bullshit now because no, Josh isn't here. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> if we spend the next 30 minutes waiting on him talking about the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case, dude, we're going to lose every fucking listener that we've ever Listen, had. That shit is so funny. Every time that bitch starts crying, I start laughing. That shit is so goddamn She's not even crying. Do not get me into this. I do not want to talk about this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, but okay. Let me ask you real quick, and I, I won't touch on my my last thing real quick. Did you see the She Hulk trailer? I did. Are you unimpressed? I think it looks very bad. I was I not think impressed, it looks man. I think, and it's not even CGI. It's just like that's cool. Like that. Oh, not- it's CGI. It's just bad CGI. I don't know. Like I was, that's one of the first things I've seen from them where I'm like, I might pass on this. I just, everything about that trailer was cringy to me. Like, it was so it. fucking cringe, dude. And yeah, I didn't like to see, I mean, CGI fine. Like they still have production work to do on it. That's cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I don't know. I just wasn't captured by it. And the thing is, like I said, I'm going to skip it, right? Well, I can't fucking skip anything on Marvel because it's all goddamn connected somehow. Well, I know the thing about the She-Hulk for me is there is a specific act- actress that I think would have been phenomenal for that role that I, from what I saw, a lot of fans really wanted to be put in that role. And after hearing it, I I couldn't unsee it. And then I saw who She-Hulk was and I was like, ah, okay. Yeah, I don't care now. Who who are you? Um, it was a uh, uh, 
Stephanie Beatrice. I, I don't know how you pronounce her last name. Beatrice. I don't know who that is. I mean, she, I have nothing um, against the actress who's playing this one. Who's Stephanie Beatrice? Uh, the the mo- uh, she. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's she voices oh. the main character in Encanto. She's Encon- Rosa from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she would have been an awesome She-Hulk. Yeah. I could totally see that. I I think she would have played that. And then I know I saw a lot of fans like begging for her to be to be picked for that fucking role. I don't think it has anything to do with the casting for me of why I'm uninterested. It was just like for me, it was a poorly executed trailer. Like everyone yeah, else is was. really on board with it, but it's like for for the people who have no clue anything about She-Hulk, like that is not what I expected. Yeah. That is. And maybe it's me for having false expectations. I can totally agree and understand what uh, understand that. But it's like I just by the end of it, I was like, okay. And and I I will say that I I know nothing about She Hulk. I have never read a She Hulk comic. I I know literally nothing other than that she is a character that exists. <laughs> but and, I, I I'm just I mean, interested. I will. I need to finish Moon Knight. I've not done that. Like I just. How many times do I have to fucking say I can't watch media, dude? Like I, I'm, I I'm just not good it. with it. I watched the first episode. Sabrina watched it too. We started Demon Slayer the same day, and then here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I have now watched more anime than I have Moon Knight. Fucking <clears throat> kill me. Well, it's not Demon Slayer's <laughs> fault. It's probably a better show. I mean, I can't even argue. But no, Moon Knight. <laughs> I mean, it seemed fine. Um, but I don't know. Uh, moving on from that. Um, my final topic. Yeah, my, my final little, yeah. Now hey, that I, I know. We almost just are. bullshitted while you were gone. No, well, we already cats out of the bag because I started asking you questions, and Austin's like, "He's not <laughs> oh, fucking here, cunt. idiot." <laughs> <laughs> Look at your goddamn phone, <laughs> fucking moron. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't have my phone. Wait, so what did you uh, ask? Anyway, I, I, I'm curious now. If they're fucking shit, what did I ask? You asked. Oh, if, I asked if there was any like at the end of. Because Austin's still kind of bummed out that this wasn't Wanda's story, but I was like, you know, this is like a doc- this is Doctor Strange's movie. It's not her movie. And then I, I think I went on to ask you if at the end of this movie, if you felt like there was continuation to come from Wanda's part that we could see her story flesh out more. Um, I don't want to say yes or no. Is that because yeah. of spoilers? Yeah, uh, for spoilers, but also because uh, <laughs> it, it's a, okay. Can I just say it's, like it's a, huge spoilers? Okay, go ahead. Right, so it's based around mm-hmm. comics, and anything can happen in comics. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay, okay. See, because okay. I know what happened. Yeah, hu- and huge I want spoiler add. alert. Every spoiler alert for Doctor Thank Strange. Thank you. Thank you. At the end, she presumably dies. Dies. She can be brought back. Easily. Like, I, I think okay. easily. If if by no other way than they've introduced the multiverse. So she can, like, come back from another universe. Bam. Like, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Like, you know what I mean? The only problem with that is I think that continuing her story from what has been set here will be extremely hard because her story has been kind of wrapped up. Like, the story of her 
being grief stricken over the loss of vision is what WandaVision was kind of about. Uh, what this movie is about is kind of about her being grief stricken over the loss of a uh, like a life she never got to lead type thing. It's in a weird way. It kind of parallels like what's going on with everything everywhere all at once. Right. Like it's, it's kind of like my life could be so much better if sort of thing. And that, that's what I was referencing earlier where I, where I said, I, I think that the thematic elements of the movie come together in the end, because that that's kind of how Dr. Strange begins the movie um and that's kind of like he has two different uh he has two different characters with competing views that he kind of like listens to throughout the movie if that makes sense and yeah. one of them is w- Wanda who's like well uh this is the life that I have always wanted and I missed out on it because of, you know, whatever, whatever the reasons may be. And that fucking sucks. And I fucking hate it. And I'm going to do something about it. And then on the other hand, uh, you have the character of America. I I think that's her name. Yeah. Yeah. And she's kind of saying like almost the exact opposite. Um, anyway, the, the, the point being that like, at the at the end of this like you have gone through this journey where Wanda has um, kind of she's had everything taken from her and in all these other universes she hasn't had that taken from her so she's had the chance to live the life that she's always wanted so if they bring her back through the use of like another multiverse or not sorry not another multiverse but like another universe or something like that then I don't think that you'll get the same maybe thematic underpinnings of her character because right it I mean for all intents and purposes is a different character mm-hmm. yeah and I feel like that's where a lot of like the power that she has now comes from is that sense of loss and grief and all that like she's she just is the Wanda that we know. I actually thought there would be more to her story. I'm not going to lie, but you're right. I guess if she does come, because I knew that she, like you said, presumably died mm-hmm. in this movie. I didn't um, know that, and now I'm hurt. Yeah. Did you? We said spoilers, so no, you know, we did. Fault. I knew what was coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't, but I, I, I didn't expect that. Right. Well, you know I'm sad. Ha- happen suck it up so fuck you i'm joking i'm sucking uh, i'm sucking i'm joking you can't you <laughs> oh oh my oh, no 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 <laughs> reel it back um <laughs> i just i i really do think that there's more to come from her but i don't know because didn't it kind of didn't she kind of decisively die at the uh, end of it I mean, yes, but there's also apparently some editing stuff going on that, like, could lead you to believe otherwise. Okay. Okay. Austin, why don't you see it within the week, and then we can both talk about it next week. 
Um, I can go ahead and tell you right now that's not going to happen. Okay, I tried. I'll talk about it a little more next week. I don't know. I might be able to. Uh, I, I might be able to swing it on Tuesday. Maybe. See, there you go. You possibly at least send her off with the look. You need to send her off because you love her so much. You need to send her off in the theater. I do. Yeah. See, I convinced you. All right. Maybe. So, anyway, my last topic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, it's fucking eight thirty, and we're still on the first part yep, of the show. Yep. This is a big one. Uh, Ozark. Oh. I'm going to be quick about this because I've watched a little more of this than I have with Demon Slayer. I'm four question mark episodes in, maybe five. I don't know. Um, fucking love this show. This. I absolutely see where people are coming from in regards to this is a parallel to Breaking Bad, and I get that, but it's very much its own show. Um, This is essentially what would happen if Walter was honest in Breaking Bad. Like, in this show, within the first couple episodes, whole fucking family knows that we got a criminal mastermind in the house. And I think that's really awesome. I, I like this parallel a lot more. I think Jason Bateman is a fantastic actor. I love the family so far, the family dynamic. Um, fucking Laura Linney, I feel like, is going to play her character really well because I hated Skyler in Breaking Bad. I have a feeling I want to hate Wendy and Ozark. I could be wrong, but that's just the, the way I'm going right now. Um, but she's playing her character really well, too. And so far, stealing the show for me as uh, Julia Garner, who plays Ruth. Um, Ruth is fucking awesome. Like any episode, or not any episode, but any scene that she's in, I'm just attached to it because like the, one of the first meetings we get with her, I think it is the first meeting we get with her. Like when, uh, when Marty decides to go and confront the people that took some of his money, like she's standing there and she's the only one that calls him on his bullshit from this not not even really bullshit but she's like standing up to him almost and you can just see like the conviction in her eyes and like even as far as like there's a t- there's a point in the in the first few episodes where she's trying to get a job and she goes to Marty and she's trying to get a job from him and she convinces him like then and there for her to like someone who stole from him hey put me under the fucking establishment that you just bought and it's like She's such a fun character. Um, but I'm really excited to see where this goes. I have not had this one spoiled for me. I have no clue what's coming in oh any regard, boy. so I'm super excited for it. Yeah, I have no clue, dude. Um, I'm going into this just as blind as I was with Breaking Bad, and this is its a lot of fun. I'm enjoying the ride so far. Um, I haven't had a chance post-surgery to, I mean, I guess I have had a chance. I've just delved into video games instead, but it's like I haven't really had a chance to dive back into it, but I'm excited because it's a fantastic show so far. I love everyone who I've seen. Um, the fucking, oh, God. I don't know what his name is. He's the fucking uh, Del Rio. Whoever plays Del Rio, mm-hmm. the, the mob boss, great, great, great actor. Like, I could feel like the... Uh, the power that he had in the scenes that he was there for. I I loved them. Just fantastic show so far. I cannot wait for you to get to the end of the first season. The end of the first season was one of those things that really just caught me off guard. So, so hard. I did not see it coming at all. 
Dude, I'm oh, now that you say that, I'm super excited because like I said, I don't know anything that happens. And if it's already this intoxicating for me to watch, I'm like, oh man, it's just every scene that happens, I'm just one like I'm on the edge of my seat mm-hmm. almost just waiting to see what's oh, yeah. coming. How many episodes? I think it's 10, 10 episodes, episodes or, uh, across seasons one, two, and three. And then season four is uh, 14 episodes, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I'm on episode. Yeah. So I'm making my way there. We'll get there soon. We'll get there for sure. Uh, well, it's been 80,000 hours uh, and we're now talking about video games. <laughs> On, on the video game Holy podcast. Shit, on the video game podcast. <laughs> no way. Who, Who would have ever fucking thought that we would talk about Not this? Me, this is bitch. a catch-up episode, yeah. bitches. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, does anybody particularly want to go first? Dylan, or Austin, I should say. Austin, you want to go first? Uh, if you'd like me to, I can. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, so... <clears throat> I was trying to figure out the best way to talk about this all at once. Um, and I, well, I kind of feel like that is the best way, just talking about them all at once. Uh, yeah, since we've last recorded, I have played the entire Mega Man Star Force trilogy. And wow, I have a lot to say. Um, so, I, I guess starting off, I guess I'll go in order. Uh, real, I, I'm I'm gonna be super fucking quick because I'm not even gonna talk about two barely at all because it's a shit fucking game. Um, but Mega Man Star Force One is rad. Uh, I like Dylan have very fond memories of the Battle Network series, and this feels very much like the Battle Network series. There are stupid puzzles that doesn't make any fucking sense. There are dumb fetch quests that are thrown in at random points of the game that make you go to the entire, like, way out of your fucking way just to get the story moving. Um, uh, but I, the one thing I think that this series does not get credit for over Battle Network that I think it really deserves, especially in the first game, this series does a really wonderful job at talking and, and, at talking about dealing with mental illness in a way that is not too dark or graphic, but also understandable for a younger audience. Because th- these games are rated E for everyone, and they are very much... You can tell these games are very much meant for kids because of how hard they step over using the word kill. Very hard. Like, it, they use every other word they can think of except for that. I'm pretty sure uh, a character says, I don't want to be deleted at one point, even though he is a normal human being instead of being killed because they can't say, they don't want to say that in a fucking rated E title. Um, but the main character, Geostellar, is kind of where the whole mental illness thing starts because, like, this is very much a textbook case of uh, depression and PTSD. Because this is a kid who, uh, essentially, his dad uh, went to his dad was like a like an astronaut, and he went to go work on a brand new state of the art space station. And the whole purpose of this space station was uh, to pick up alien to like look and detect for alien life, which it did, and then also try to communicate with alien life, which it did, and that was a mistake because they came and fucking slaughtered everybody. Um, and so now Geo's dad never came home. He heard about the space station exploding. Part of it crashed into the ocean, and the majority of it disappeared, never to be found again. So his dad is just seemingly lost in space. 
Um, it puts him in such a dark place that he refuses to go to school. He refuses to leave his house. He refuses to talk to anyone that is not his mom uh, because he's hurt. He's scared of getting close to other people because he's scared that he's going to get so close to somebody and they're going to be ripped away again just like his dad was. Um, and then at the beginning of the story, there is a part of town that he'll only go to at night because nobody is, will ever be outside around that time. Uh, and it's the best part. It's the highest point in town where he can just look up at the sky and he does it every single night without fail, hoping that even though he knows it's physically impossible, hoping that he can see some small chance in the sky that his dad is still out there somewhere. Um, and instead of finding his dad, he finds a fucking alien. He, f- <laughs> he finds an alien called Omegasus, who is basically just a body made completely of electromagnetic waves. And inside of this world, instead of the uh, kind of going inside the Internet, uh, alongside of the normal human world, there is a complete world made entirely of electromagnetic waves that spawn off of technology. And I think that's a really cool fucking concept. Um the alien introduces himself and kind of notices a resemblance in the kid and he goes, wait, oh, you look a lot like this guy who turned out to be Geo's dad. And he was like, yeah, I knew your dad and I can tell you about him, but there are like 10 aliens on their way here right now to slaughter this entire planet. So I really don't have time for that. Um, and Geo ends up getting wrapped up in an extraterrestrial conflict uh, with Omegasus merging together to fuse this version of Mega Man. Um, the story plays out very typically like your kind of villain of the week. Um, each arc is a new uh, alien who, or I, they're called Ephemians, who came to this planet specifically to hunt down Omegasus because um, he has the key to like some big super weapon to, to destroy fucking planets. It's a really wild fucking story. Um, but the other part where the mental illness comes in is towards the towards the end of the game, uh, Geo starts to make friends with other kids. He starts to go back to school, and he meets a young man named Pat. Um, Pat suffers from, a again, a very textbook case of split personality disorder. Um, Geo is able to make friends with him really quickly because they're able to bond over trauma. Uh, when Pat was born, his parents literally just abandoned him in a scrapyard, and he was found by a couple of robots, and that's, to this to this day, that's where he lives. That's his home, because he doesn't know anything else. And while, as, as a young child, while dealing, kind of trying to deal with that trauma of being isolated and alone, he starts to form a much darker uh, split personality. And when that split personality shows himself to Geo, it, it, it takes him back. It, it's like they, I thought you were my friend and you're just this horrible fucking person who, in unlike every other character who met up with an alien, he wasn't like hostily taken over by an alien. This alien offered him the ability to destroy the planet. And he said, yeah, fuck it. I have nothing to lose. Why not? And Geo was devastated because he's like, I finally met somebody who relates with me and and they turn out to be awful. And it's a very low fucking blow to him. Um, Eventually, the game wraps up. He's able to uh, stop this big super weapon, and he saves the world, and people start to learn who Mega Man is. And then that's the end of the first game. I'm not going to talk about the second game too much because it is a really bad fucking game. It is... I... I... The... 
The biggest issue with me was the fucking encounter rate. Um, like a lot of JRPGs, the entire battle system is random encounters, and I swear to God, the random encounter rate is so fucking high. Like, it's like 90s JRPG high. Like, every two or three steps you take is another fucking random encounter. And, it, it, like, it's it's so frustrating because it makes the yeah. entire game feel so much longer than it's actually supposed to fucking be. Um, and the story was just nonsensical and stupid. Like, uh, I, more than the first one sounded nonsensical and stupid. Um, but the third game is, like, Star Force 3 is what the first two wanted to be. It was everything about those about what made those games good and made it even better with a super fantastic but really long and drawn out fucking story. Um, but in the end, Geo is reunited with his dad through space magic, and it's great. And that's Mega Man Star Force. United through space magic. I don't remember the games being. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty. That sounds like a great album title. Uh, you're not wrong. That's kind of rad. Um. The one thing that really, oh god, the one thing that really, really fucking kind of knocked this series down for me, and as a kid, I didn't notice it because I played these games so far apart. Like, I think I played one in, like, fifth grade, I played two in sixth grade, and, like, I think I played three in seventh. And, like, that's not that far apart, but that's, like, you know, each year. But... All three of these games take place within a six-month time frame. But with every single game, it's like the state of technology in this world is just rapidly fucking advanced. And, like, I, I get that... I, I get that as, you know, the next game was being made, they, they, they thought of this feature or this feature and wanted a way to implement it that made sense in the lore. That's fine, but while doing that, you made the lore as a whole not make a whole lot of fucking sense. Um, and the original Battle Network series was very, like, it, it had your stereotypical kid-friendly anime vibe. The the magic power of friendship fixes everything. Star Force takes that to an entirely new fucking level with characters who should have literally been killed being either brought back to life or saved by the power of friendship. And that, it, Playing that and trying to invest myself in that kind of story as a 25-year-old man was very fucking difficult. And yet you still play Pokemon. <laughs> <sighs> that I do. Dude, I don't even read Pokemon dialogue anymore. <laughs> I really fucking don't. Like, after... I, I honestly don't think I've read Pokemon dialogue since, like, That Sun was, like, Moon. two games ago. That would have been the game to stop at. Yeah, I just press A and just keep going until um, it's over. I respect that. Yeah. Well, um, do you know what I did that to? Lego Star Wars. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was waiting for you to talk about uh, it so I could ask I don't you what know. the game was about. I, I, <laughs> I, have, I have no, no fucking, fucking clue, idea. to be honest. Like, okay, so... I, I think I said this uh, on the last episode that we recorded where it was just me and uh, Dylan. I really fucking dig this game. This game's a lot of fun. <laughs> like, I really fucking dug yeah. the, the fighting parts of the game. Um, but immediately, mm -hmm. the first thing that I noticed when I, when I jumped into this bitch was that it was 
so full of dialogue, it was not even remotely close to funny. Like, the story sections of this yeah. were, like, hard to sit through. They're so I've heard long, they're long, dude. Like, I got through... I forget which character it is, but I got through eight chapters of one character's story once without... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, not Labyrinth. I think that's right. Without fucking getting into a single fight. Yeah. That's awful. And, uh, that's like, infuriating. It really annoyed me because... I like I'm playing a fighting game. I want I want to get into the fighting stuff. Like, and I know that it like I I get it. It's Persona, so like uh, of course there's a story. I got it. But at the same time, like, mm-hmm. bro, I'm I'm playing a fighting game. Like Mortal Kombat, the the reboot from 2000, was it nine? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mortal Kombat went in and didn't waste his time fucking around with a story that like no one cared about and I'm not saying that like no one cares about the Persona 4 story that's not what I'm saying uh, but what I am saying is like mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat knew its place it was a fighting game it has a story attached to it sure but you're playing the game to fight so when I got in and was like oh okay so I'm just playing per- Persona 4 I was a little bit annoyed <laughs> Yeah, to be fair with Labras specifically, um, I don't think I'm pretty sure Labras as part of the story is specifically a retelling of the first arena story, uh, well, so, but without any combat, because that because that was one of the selling points to this game is that it's specifically not only does it have Ultimax's story because they I I didn't fucking know this until a few weeks ago, um, Arena and Arena Ultimax are not yep. meant to be the same fucking game. Yep. Uh, Ultimax <laughs> is a sequel. Um, and Labyrinth's story is essentially just a just uh, like a refresher of yep. Arena's story. I straight up didn't know that until I finished Arena's story. <laughs> and I was so fucking <laughs> mad, dude. I was like... Yeah, yeah, like I yeah, wasted all I, this goddamn I mean, I was time. Playing it for the challenge, so like, my my first thought was I did waste time. But like, the thing is, I as much as I hate what was going on with like the story and how slowly it fucking progresses, and how dude the menus are not clearly marked at all. Like, no, it's they're not. so they're fucking so confusing. confusing, and I don't understand because it's it's Arc System Works, dude. They make fucking uh, the Guilty Gear games, and those games are fucking not only easy to navigate, but they're fucking mm-hmm. incredibly fun to play. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There were lots of flaws with this game, uh, and I was annoyed with those flaws. But when I got into, like, the uh, the mechanics of the fighting and, like, how each character differed and, like the way their attack combos lined up and stuff like that, I had an absolute blast from start to finish. Like, I just did not Mm want to stop playing the fighting sections of the game. The problem was getting through all the fucking story to get to the fucking fighting sections. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, I, um, 
One of the things that I loved about this game in particular that I think a lot of anime fighting games have a huge problem with, uh, especially Naruto and Dragon Ball fighting games, um, a lot of the characters feel very fucking similar to each other. A lot of those characters feel like the exact same fucking character with just a different skin over it. And none of the Persona 4, no one in this fucking roster made me feel that way. Everybody felt entire for the for that I've played. There, there's maybe like a handful of characters I haven't I haven't really messed around with yet um, because when I play online, I have my I have my favorites that I like to use online, and that's mostly who I use. Um, but they all feel so unique from each other, and that's a, that's very refreshing in an anime fighter. Yeah, hundred percent agreed. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I, I know this is going to sound weird, but I kind of feel like that about a lot of like modern fighting games. Like, I feel like the old school, like Street mm-hmm. Fighters and stuff like that, they always did it really well where their characters felt very distinct. But in a lot of like, th- especially 3D fighters, I know this one's 2D, but like, and I'm getting a little bit sidetracked, but um, like, a lot of modern fighters and 3D fighters in particular just feel the fucking exact same with all their characters, all their movesets, like all of that stuff. Um, and this one felt like everyone felt very distinct and like there was a different weight and like um, like speed to how a lot of the different characters like moved and how their movesets worked and stuff like that. Like mm. I I really enjoyed how different these characters felt. But mm-hmm. the aesthetic of the fights were pretty cool too. It had kind of like that mm. WWE style aesthetic. Yeah, I, I love the art rough. to this game, dude. The the fucking the little pixel sprites mm-hmm. that the characters were rendered in was really fucking uh, beautiful. I it was really well great. done. Um, I love the the cutscenes. Oh, like I, they were basically like they weren't. I don't want to say they were animated because they. I mean, they weren't really fucking animated at all. But like the the art during those cutscenes was always something that I was like, oh, this is beautiful. Like I really like looking at this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I enjoyed oh, it. Yeah. Thank you for suggesting this to me because it was not Naruto. You're welcome. What uh? <laughs> Sorry, Dylan. Yeah, fuck you. What uh? What game did do you have to beat from Josh Austin? Yep. Uh, Lunar Two. Are you close? <laughs> All right. No, yep. I haven't. But you even can finish three fucking <laughs> Mega Man games. It's fine. Fuck you. Listen, I got high. I get hyper fixated on things, and I'm dumb, and my brain can't I'm help. Fixate on the challenge. Okay. I wish I could. I wish you could, too. Too bad it happened. These I, games I, are games I, I that I don't want to play. No, 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 no. You did. Like, just do it, because even Tawny, Tawny said in the chat that it was fine, because he, he agrees. Tawny's God, okay? Like, whatever Tawny says, it just is. Okay. All right? Like, yeah. every night before I go to bed, I make sure to bless <laughs> him in some way. All right? So then why haven't you finished a Persona game yet? Because that's not on my challenge list, unfortunately. <laughs> and I, I just can't play games that aren't on my challenge list outside of a select few. Um, okay. It sucks. But anyway, Tanya was like, if you complete a game that's in the genre, it should still count. What does it matter? And I'm like, dude, 
that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So that being said, I switched my games up a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, fuck Halo Infinite. I'm not. It's just I don't want to play it right now. I'll get to it eventually. No, you won't. You don't want to play it right now. I switched it. <laughs> You're probably right. I'm definitely but, right. Don't <laughs> fucking play with me. I do still have like I want to play it. I do not want to play it right now. And that's my issue. That like that's why I'm going to switch up the games that I play a little bit. It's because now that I'm halfway through the year and I'm trying to grind out Stardew and just get it finished. I'm literally playing it through this podcast to get it finished. I have I have 8 days left in the in the last part of the year and that will let me get to the next part like the next day of the third year and that's game over for me. Like I'm just waiting to hit that point. I can be justified. That's game over. So That'll be number five, and I wanted five done before June. So, but now it's like, I look at the list that I have left, and it's like, man, I just, I just don't have that excitement anymore. But I did have excitement for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and that's what I'm. I want to talk a little bit about it. I've not played a huge bit of it. Um, I did get sidetracked on something else, surprise, surprise. But that comes with its benefits too. Um, Sabrina actually got this for me when I. Uh, I had surgery. She was like, here, play this for a little bit. You know, take your mind off of it. And I did. Um, I, I really have enjoyed my time with it so far. Um, definitely Borderlands feel, but a completely new type of game to go along with it as well. Uh, so this will be like my first person game that I do this year. Um, right off the bat, man, I, I love the aesthetic that we're given. It's like it's high fantasy now. And it's like, instead of getting psychos and, you know, bandits running at you, I'm getting these, like, different types of skeletons and, like, skeleton knights running at me. Um, still still very much Borderlands. It's still a gun combat. Like, the first gun that I got is actually, like, a crossbow, but it still has a four-burst shot, so it still feels pretty modern. Um, and there's normal guns. And the, the normal gun names, like, instead of it being, like, you know, from Borderlands, you have the, the gun manufacturer doll, D-A- HL and this one it's Dahlia um, so they kind of just put little tweaks on that and I think instead of Hyperion it's Hyperius or something like that so it's still very much Borderlands but it just puts a lot of unique twists on it um, and that like being abilities and stuff like that like one of my abilities I chose oh man I don't remember the class but I, essentially I have this giant hammer and one of my special abilities that I use is like I just do this incredible it's a two-handed great hammer and I do this incredible like overhanded swing and I slam it down in a blaze of fire and it's just sick like you don't see that in Borderlands like this is it has a very unique feel to it um, apparently it's a really short game I'm, I'm not sure how short but for by Borderlands standards it's actually probably half of a normal story which is fine like I'll take my time with it I know a lot of my exploration will come from like looting and stuff like that and in regards to that it's kind of weird because this isn't like a giant open world Borderlands 3 map this is I'm I'm playing like on a tabletop board game I look like a little like I'm a little meeple essentially like I, I am my character but I, I'm like two inches tall and I got a fat bobblehead <laughs> And I'm walking around the map and I'm exploring and I can like open up new pathways to stuff by like meleeing it. I have random encounters like Pokemon if I'm walking through the grass. It's really unique. There's a lot of unique newness to this game. And I'm loving it. The, the, the gunplay is a lot like Borderlands 3, but it just feels better with all the new abilities. Like I don't have grenades. I have spells. 
and the spells are really cool because they're different. Like I can fling it out and like projectiles will seek after these enemies and stuff like that. And it's just different. I keep saying that, but I, I can't express enough how this is a Borderlands like in the same universe, but it has such a very unique persona to itself. And I've only played a little bit and I'm still delving into it, but it's a lot of fun. And I'm glad that I was able to switch up the genre, like you're not genre, but the game in the genre a little bit because I do have desire to play this and I'm going to keep playing it. Um, but I am sidetracked on something that I'll talk about here in a few. Well, hell yeah, man. I, I'm fucking glad for you. I, not a game that I am particularly looking forward to playing. but Yeah, if it makes you feel better, like if somehow we wind up playing it later in the year for the challenge, I'm hearing it's only like 15 to 20 oh, hours at shit. most. Okay. Yeah, like, and I can see how that can be a thing. Like, how the world is laid out, like, because I'm playing on a tabletop surface and I have these, like, areas I can go into, I can see how this would be a shorter title, quite honestly. So, very, very cool. Um, I do recommend it. Um, just, you know, maybe not if you're trying to complete a yearly <laughs> challenge with your buddies. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. Well, um... Austin kind of talked about Persona 4 Arena Ultimax with me. Yep. Um, did, you, did you have anything else mm -hmm. to say? I mean, we probably should have fucking said that before we got to going. But. Um, I mean, I was going to ask you a question before Dylan rudely interrupted with his own tangent leading into his whole... I thought you guys were finished about a discussion. fucking game, dude. You had the same we one and talked about it for 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. No, I'm not. <laughs> Um, uh, I did have one question, Josh. Uh, out of all the characters that you've gotten to play with so far, who um, would you say is your favorite? I really did like Labrys a lot, but um, I fucking Labrys is, so is really great. Hey, let me look at everyone that's on the roster. Uh, Persona Four. I just love it because we were talking about the challenge. And that's how we transition. Like you were finished talking about your game, bitch. <laughs> okay. I mean, sure. I wasn't, but sure. <clears throat> oh uh, okay. God. I've got the <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was. I came up with this question when Josh asked me. Damn. Uh. God damn. The Wikipedia doesn't have it. All three of the games you have to talk about not on your challenge list. It is that a problem? It kind of is because I need you to finish it. <laughs> he said, no, no, yeah, it kind of is. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll get I to really it. don't. Well, the question actually stemmed from because, Josh, this was his game that you recommended to him and he beat it. And then I asked you mm. about Lunar. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. What else is on your list? Mm -hmm. I have the screenshot. Well, actually, I just have Josh's Mine? screenshot. But yeah, I don't remember what yours. <laughs> God, me either. Um, Ratchet and Clank. Catherine, Lunar Two. Are you gonna Are you gonna uh, competitively I, play Catherine? Dude, <laughs> I might. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking, I that shit blew me away. Yeah, dude. We I, tell. when Justin said that, I was like, "What? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say to me?" <laughs> and, and I and then I went and looked it up, dude. It's fucking yeah, nuts. it is. I looked it up. <laughs> This shit is I'm crazy. Like, this is right up Austin's alley, and it's like, I don't know if he bet against you this year, but that shit was slick if he did. Because I was like, this man Honestly, just got him in. He was like, here you go. Here's some breadcrumbs. Uh, Follow the trail, you dirty fucking rabbit. 
Not even a bird. He's a fucking uh, rabbit. Uh, um, but um, yeah. Catherine, Ratchet and Clank, Lunar Two, Halo Infinite, Forza. Ugh. Um, the Sonic thing you were talking about for the racing game. Yeah, dude, I'm not playing a fucking Sonic racing game. You know how bad those Wait, things are. The, the, They're not no, good. The one that you brought up in the chat. What was it? Uh, well, yeah, Sonic Rivals is a racing. Yeah, game. Yeah, like I looked it up. It literally says Sonic Racing Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Played Maybe. a fucking crash card. Maybe game. you can play something. Uh, I mean, you if that or Forza. <laughs> No, and I don't want to play Forza. No, uh, so the the only reason I don't want to play Forza is because I have to play it on my computer, and I I just hate playing video game. I hate gaming on my PC. I know that's so stupid to have paid two thousand dollars for a gaming PC and then fucking hate to play games on it, but I really kind of do, and I'm not too sure why. I feel like if I actually went out and bought a controller, I would enjoy it a lot oh. more. Like, first-person shooters, I'm down playing with fucking keyboard and mouse all day. I have no issue with that. Mm. But playing RPGs or any, or honestly, anything that's not a first-person shooter, playing that with mouse and key is just oh, not a good dude, time Oh, dude, you can use your Xbox controller, you literally. Xbox. I don't have an Xbox, Dylan. Oh, you sold the S, didn't you? You mm-hmm. can use. Yeah, you should still be. I thought you, you should could be use able the to. PS5 controller. Can you not? Not with uh, X. Not with games from Xbox Game Pass. Uh, you can use I mean, it with that Steam. Makes sense. Yeah, you, you can use it on that. Steam all fucking day long. Oh, damn. Yeah, I didn't want to. Well, you bought a hundred dollar statue. Buy a fifty dollar <laughs> controller. <laughs> uh, we're getting fucking derailed. All right. <laughs> oh so, man. I, I thought you were no, still looking. I, I had them, and then you guys kept going. All right, the other two, uh, the other two, Labyrinth, really like are Margaret and Marie. Or no, 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 no sorry, mm-hmm. not Marie. Fucking oh. uh, Rise. Mmm, dude, fucking Marie is who I typically play with online, and she is just so much fun. I love, I, I love everything about her character. She, she was also, uh, she's honest, also honestly my favorite character in general from Persona Four. So maybe I was a little biased going into playing Marie in Ultimax, but it's, she's fucking great. Uh, well, all right. So Lego Star Wars update. Game still Terrible. Lego game. It's still Star Wars. I hate I'm just kidding. I don't hate Lego games. Uh, but much like Dylan, fucking, I think you hit the nail right on the head. I just. I am not in the mood to fucking play this game, and I don't think it has anything yep. to do with the fact that it's Lego. Like, I straight up don't. I just don't fucking want to play goddamn Star Wars anything right now. Like, I'm so... I felt that. ...over Star Wars. I saw a fucking clip the other day uh, that was supposed to be from, like, the... Uh, what what the fuck is it called? The Obi-Wan show? And, like, dude, I loved Ewan, uh, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. I don't give a fuck about the show, man. I am I saw that Taika Waititi mm. is going to be the one directing the next Star Wars movie. And I was like, good for him. That's literally what I said. I didn't say, oh, that's cool. I will watch it now because I like Taika Waititi. Like, I have really enjoyed all of his movies that I have seen. I'm not going to go see this one. 
That's crazy. Like, you're not going to see not. it at all? That's crazy. I'm just... I am... I'm... You're that, that over, over it. it, dude. And, uh, dude... <laughs> I... I think I've said this. I get on Facebook on occasion to clear notifications, right? I don't ever really get on there to do much of anything. Uh, like I, I don't really post statuses anymore. I have a page. So then I can kind of like, if I need to communicate through messenger, I can do that. Or like, uh, like if Kayla tags me and stuff. So like, I'll look at that, but like, I, I don't use Facebook. It's just not a thing that I fucking use. And this is this is how little of a shit I give about Star Wars now. I saw one of my friends had commented on or, or someone that I am friends with on Facebook, not necessarily one of my friends, had commented on um, a post about how Star Wars is going to go to the, the sort of almost like the MCU route. I don't remember what the phrasing was. But they had commented on someone else's thing, and they were talking about how uh, seven and eight weren't bad, and that seven was a rehash, and that eight was um, uh, how did he put it? It was something about like eight was pooped on by toxic fanboys who uh, didn't understand where it was going for, and I straight up, I'm not even shitting you, I started typing up a response saying. Dude, you're a fucking idiot because people have legitimate criticisms for eight and you calling all of the people that don't like that movie. Toxic fanboys is completely ignorant of the fact that the movie has fucking flaws. And then as I was typing, typing it up, I was like, do I really care enough to get into an argument about fucking Star Wars with someone? And then I deleted it. Yeah, like one of the first things I remember talking to you about when we first met was the 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 new mm-hmm. trilogy. Yeah, I, and it's just fallen <laughs> fallen pretty far from grace, falling off the wagon. There, it's like it's crazy just to hear how much mm-hmm. because I feel like that's very much and it's justifiably understandable. But like this, people are feeling the same way well, with the MCU. I mean, that's I mean, that's just, the thing it, for me at least. It, like, I'm so. <clears throat> inundated with so much of the shit that it's like like when there's so much of something it's hard for that something to feel special anymore. the reason that fucking yeah the the star wars new trilogy even though those movies in hindsight aren't very good the reason that those that trilogy was so exciting when it was announced in what like 2014 2013 something like that the reason that it was exciting is because we hadn't had those Star Wars movies in, what, seven, eight years at that point? And the reason yep. that the, the fucking uh, the prequel trilogy was so fucking exciting is because we hadn't had those movies in 14 years? But now, like, literally, you turn around and there's a new fucking Star Wars series coming out. There's a new Star Wars movie coming out. Like, between 2015, when... Uh, Force Awakens, sorry, I forgot the name. Uh, between when it, like, opened and now, you've had, what was it? It was five movies. You had a reboot of... Oh, my God. Um, what was it? Fucking... 
uh, was it the Clone Wars that got the reboot? I don't remember. Uh, but you had a, yeah. a reboot of that show. You had the Mandalorian. You had the book Boba Fett. You had another Star or two actually Star Wars animated properties. Then you've had a slew of fucking video games. You've had the Battlefront games. You've had fucking uh, two Lego Star Wars games come out. You've had Jedi Fallen Order. Like it in the span of seven years, you've had at least twenty something properties come out. Why the fuck do I care? Why the fuck do I care? You know what the the underlying issue is? There, there there's there's a similar problem with both MCU and Disney. Star Wars. Yep. Yep. That is my biggest takeaway. It's like we continually get shit mm-hmm. just pumped out to us. And it's like we don't we don't need it anymore. Like I really want to be excited for the Obi Wan series. And I think I'm gonna watch it because I love Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan. But I don't need it. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it's frustrating. I'm just going to rehash everything that you just said. But yeah, it's it's getting to be too much. And like, I understand your burnout from playing the Skywalker saga. It's like, I was excited going into it, but now it's like, I'm having to drag myself through it. And it's like, God damn, dude. Like, it is just more Star Wars. It's not even that it's a Lego game. It's just that it's yeah. more Star and, Wars. And what, what bums me out is like, when I'm actively playing Lego Star Wars, I'm having fun. It's a Star Wars game, and it's fun. It's like I turn my brain off, I bust up some bricks, I fuck up some little minifigs, and then I'm off to the next world, you know, doing fucking Lego shit. But, like, as soon as I'm done, I feel so unfulfilled. Like, I I was like, I... Right. It's like I just spent exact, two hours playing that. Exactly. Uh <sighs> Okay. Um, did Austin talk? No, we all yeah. still have one yeah. last one to talk about, right? Uh, Who's next? I actually don't know. Let's go with... I think Austin had started us out, so let's go with you. You'll be next. Okay. Okay. Um, so the reason I've been so heavily distracted, this came out of nowhere. I was talking about it with you guys in the group chat the other day, but I started playing Apex Legends again, which... I've had, like, I need a multiplayer fix every now and then. It's very hard for me not to have some kind of multiplayer game in my life. Um, so I went back to Apex this time just because, like, I, I could just play it from the bed. I wasn't feeling good. I've re- since relocated back to my PC, but um, I needed this. It, it, like, it really took my mind off the surgery. It took my mind off the pain, and I've just delved back into it. Brand new season just started with a brand new... Um, legend that came out but the biggest part of this is that while I was playing in there on the bed Sabrina would be in there and she'd be like browsing on the phone or whatever but she was actively watching me and she was like you know I could download this and we could play it I was like you're right she's never played Apex she has never outside of like the days of Call of Duty Black Ops she's never really played a first person shooter so her and I have been playing this for the past couple of days now and she is loving it and because of that like i get to love it too like i don't care that we're losing like we actually won games today we won a couple of games actually um but she's learning and that's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun to see someone get to experience a first person shooter it's a lot of fun to see her grow on the game 
Like she went from getting like 10 to 50 damage every game. Now she's getting in the hundreds. Like she's dropping kills. She's getting assists. It's it's really fun to watch that progress. And it's a lot of fun for me because I have someone, I always have a duo partner. Like her and I can jump on like at any point and we can just play now because she's loving it. I'm loving it. Um, and she's getting to like experience the map. She's learning about the characters and a little bit of their lore and stuff like that. Like we were playing, she played Lifeline earlier and I was Octane and I was explaining the history between those two. Like they're like, they go in tandem almost. Um, and she's getting really into it and it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of fun. It keeps me wanting to go and it keeps me wanting to play. Like I've gone up 15 levels in the past day just because we've played so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been rough man um rough in like a just it's been an all-out grind it's just been a lot of fun um and like i said a brand new season just started um i'm i don't think the map is new but it's new to me because i didn't play during the last season um but it's it's a it's a really cool new map it has a lot going on but it's it's been a nice distraction and I can't see me stopping anytime soon. Like I'm still going to continue to bust out Stardew and I am going to finish the last of us part two, but apex is right there. Like it's always there with me now. And I don't think I'm going to stop anytime soon this time. Like I played a couple of seasons ago for a little bit and then I stopped, but this time it's like, God damn, like we're, we're hammering in on these duo games and she just bought the battle pass too. So we're like trying to grind that out. Um, it's, it's been really fun getting to play it with her. Hell yeah. Well, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm Fuck glad you. that you guys are getting to experience that. Together. Yeah, it's really unique, man, because the more that the further we've gone in our relationship, the more games she's played. Like I told you guys like a couple of months ago, she platinum both Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. Like that was unheard of. Like she just came out of nowhere and did both of those shits. Um, and now like she's diving heavily into a battle royale with me. And that's not only any battle royale it's the best one in my opinion um and, and it's like really competitive and she's watching twitch streams with me to try and like pick up things and get better and it's like i love to see that because i've already gotten to go through this i've already gotten to experience it from my side but getting to watch someone else fall in love with it and it's someone that i love too it's 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 a lot of fun fuck you what are you playing it on? I'm playing it right now on PS5. So I said I'm at my PC, but like I'm I'm just I have it connected through my PC essentially. Like I can play it on my mm, monitor okay. that way. She can play it in there on the TV. Um so so yeah, so I'm playing it in here um on PS5. And at some point I read in 2022, I hope it's accurate that cross play is already a thing but what i care about is cross progression like i want all my shit from the ps5 to be be available on the pc and then i'll yeah then i'll start playing on the pc again but i've purchased a lot of stuff on the ps5 and i have like i don't know if you guys know what heirlooms are but they're like one in a million that you can get them for a specific legend and i have one for octane who i play as a lot so i don't want to lose that by going to the pc where i don't have it um, mm -hmm. So, cro That's yeah, fair. cross progression, I think, is coming in 2022 at some point, I hope. So we'll see. Like, Fortnite has it. Warzone has it. So I feel like Apex, like, they feel the pressure to actually get it implemented. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, I'll go next. I'll let, I'll let Austin go last. Okay. Uh, 
Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers Edition. Uh, I'm going to be quick about this one uh, because uh, basically my my thoughts were more or less summed up last uh, last time we spoke. I really still dig the shit out of this game, uh, even uh, almost 25 years later. I think it's like 20. I think this is the 21st, 22nd um, anniversary this year will be. Um, I can't remember which year it came out. Um, anyway, so um, I still really fucking like the game. I think that a lot of its characters are really fucking wonderful. I feel like the gameplay, although it has aged in comparison to like a lot of other stuff that's going on uh, in the modern kind of like RPG space, especially the modern JRPG space, um, it feels a little bit dated. But I really still like the fuck out of the way that this game plays. Like it's got a really interesting battle system with like a stamina type uh, meter. I, I, it's hard to explain exactly what it is. Um, but yeah, I still really like this game. I fucking really hate that Square Enix decided to just shit this out and call it a remaster because it's, it's really not. And I, it feels so scummy to me that they would do this kind of shit. Um, whatever. Like, they're a gigantic corporation. Like, they're gonna try to get their money any way that they can, and they're gonna bank on this nostalgia of people like me who really fucking love this game to give us a shitty fucking remaster for forty bucks. You know, I don't know. Yeah, that is pretty scummy. I mean, I I said it the last time too. It feels like a Nintendo. What Nintendo did with the fucking Mario <coughs> collection, like. No upresing. I, I mean, I they I think they upresed the character models, but like the pre-rendered backgrounds still look like or they look like shit. The fucking um, uh, the cutscenes, even God, I couldn't get that word out. Even the cutscenes like look like garbage. I'm like, you you didn't want to touch up the CGI in this, like. You could you, you did it with the Final Fantasy VIII remaster, even though you kind of fucked that, you know, remaster up also. But like, you you at least touched up those fucking CGI cutscenes. You don't want to fucking do that for this game. Like, come on, man. Yeah. It's fucking trash. Like that's pretty bad. I don't know. Anyway, Chrono Cross is a good game. You should play it, even if the remaster is kind of shit. I want to give it a shot. It's on my list. Not my challenge list, personal list. Oh, then you'll absolutely get around to playing it. Probably. (laughs) Probably. Uh, Austin, tell us about Digimon World. (sighs) So I went through a lot of trouble to download this game um, because this game was never localized outside of Japan. And luckily, I found a Facebook group that is entirely dedicated to making translation patches for Digimon games that were never localized. And I think that that's really fucking awesome. Um, I think it took them like three years to finish making this translation patch. 
and it like it came out in January of this year, so it was really perfect timing. Um, super excited because they're they're working on a couple of other uh, Digimon games that are more my style. Um, so. Whenever Digimon makes a video game, there are two sub-franchises that those games fall into. Um, there are Digimon World titles, which are essentially... Um, I mean, they're, they're callbacks to, to the original Digimon World on PlayStation. It's essentially a, like, simulator, more or less. Um, you take care of these Digimon by like feeding them and taking them to the bathroom and making sure they go to sleep at the proper time um, and like scolding them when they act out like it really is kind of like raising a fucking child um, and then there's the Digimon story titles which are your more traditional uh, collecting turn based uh, RPGs or JRPGs um, this is unfortunately a Digimon world title I no, I shouldn't say unfortunately. I do like this game. I think it's a fun premise. I think it's a really cool concept, but it has a lot of flaws that were very evident to me within even starting the within 10 minutes of playing the fucking game. Um, first off, for a 3DS game, this game looks really fucking bad. Um, and that's kind of saying a lot because I kind of think that a, a, a lot of 3DS games don't look all that great. Um, I think Nintendo first-party 3DS game, games look great. Everything else, not so fucking much. Um, and this is that is very much the case here. This immediately felt dated, and it definitely does not help that this is technically a port of a PSP game with a, with a, I think a couple of hours of extra story and like some uh, a couple of new characters and uh, a little bit bigger of a roster. Um, but it, it it's a slog dude it, it's very I'm I really want to push myself to finish this because of how hard I work to just be able to fucking download it and play it um I'm not good with technology I'm not good with fucking I trying to install a patch into the fuck into a code of a fucking ROM uh thank god there are programs that do that shit for you um but it, it took me a little while to get this shit figured out and to find the right ROM because some ROMs that I downloaded, like their source codes weren't applicable with the patch. So I had to go through several different websites. I think I almost got a fucking virus trying to even find this shit in the first place. Um, it was a very frustrating process, but I did finally get it. And I, I'm about I, I'm not that far in. I'm about an hour in. And the story is just kind of non-existent. Um, it's essentially very similar to the original Digimon world. You're a human that accidentally gets thrust into the digital world and you meet your partner, um, who in this case is an Agumon, because why the fuck wouldn't it be? Uh, you know, fuck giving players choices. I, 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 I have a problem with like games like that where there, there's like, like Pokemon, for example. Um, when there's a particular mascot and they shove that mascot in your fucking face, even though there are designs that are a million times cooler than that fucking mascot, but they just ins it still insist on shoving that mascot down your fucking throat. Um, I kind of wish this game could have given you an option because I think I would have enjoyed my playthrough a little bit, like starting the game a little bit more if I actually had the personal choice of what Digimon I got to start with and not being stuck to a specific uh, like Digivolution tree. Um, but 
that's not the case, and I'm just kind of making the best of it. Um, it it's 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 fine. It's not a great game. It's not a bad game. I'm also part of me also feels like I'm not far enough in to say it's not a great game. Um, I've heard that the story for this game is really good. I'm not seeing it so far, but again, I am a little probably maybe right at or a little less than an hour in. Um, I'm sure by next week or the week after, I'll probably be finished with it and I can talk about it more fully in depth. Uh, I will say I like the art style of the characters themselves. Uh, I think it really fits the franchise. Um, however, the art style that's used in-game for the Digimon themselves, I think is fucking atrocious. They went for almost like a mixture of the classic designs, but also like tried to make them... I don't want to say hyper-realistic because I feel like that's not accurate, but that's what it feel that's kind of what it feels like it feels like they took the classic designs and then just tried to revamp them and make them as like realistic and like realistically proportioned as they possibly can be and that's fine but at the same time it, it just looks like shit like they all just look really fucking bad um the models are okay they're whatever but like the actual like uh, like art designs that come up in like the visual novel style cutscenes, they're atrocious. Like they're fucking abysmal and they're a fucking eyesore. Um, but <laughs> I'll get through it eventually. Um, it's so bad, dude. I the art style alone is one of the biggest things killing it for me. Um, I think one of the biggest factors that is keeping me playing this game is this is actually so far the only Digimon game that I know of. Um, this is the only Digimon game to feature ex-antibody uh, type Digimon, which is a like big thing in the lore. There was a whole fucking CGI movie about it in like the early 2000s. Super fucking cool concept, but for some reason, no video game ever except for this one has ever even bothered to introduce them. Um, so I'm kind of like I kind of want to finish it just for that because I think the ex-antibody designs look so fucking cool. Um, but they're just never fucking used for whatever goddamn reason. But um, I'll get through it eventually. I, this might be a game that I put down for a little bit and move on to other shit, but I, I will finish it sometime this year, I'm sure. Okay, yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, I guess with that, um, um, we need to move to our picks of the week. We need to get out of here. We've yeah, been we recording for shit. almost three hours. Like, goddamn. God damn it. <laughs> you guys can just keep going off on fucking tangents. Yep, that's us. Not you at all. <laughs> oh, I never do that. No, oh, one I'm a liar. Time. It's only two and a half hours. Yeah, so time for one more tangent. <laughs> <laughs> it's inevitably going to happen. Tangents. It's pretty much happening right now. Uh, so picks of the week. My pick of the week is a little video. Uh, I, I suggest all three of them, really, because uh, it's a series of videos. But um, it's from Noclip, which uh, I I don't like shouting out gigantic fucking YouTube channels on here if I can help it because. Uh, I would like to shine a light on smaller creators. They don't. Yeah, exactly. They they don't need me to mm. to shout them out. But um, 
I fell in love with Final Fantasy XIV playing it earlier this year, and I knew that it had a fucked up uh, initial launch, and that the game kind of got saved. And I watched this uh, because it kind of goes through the whole uh, thing. Like, it, it starts from uh, the origins of where the game came from. Uh, you know, uh, the remnants of Final Fantasy XI's team moving on to make the next MMO and, like, how it launched in such a poor state and how they brought on Yoshi P to kind of revamp it and... You know, all the way to uh, I think I think that it came out four years ago, so it would have been around the time that uh, Stormblood was coming out. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's good. It's a good documentary. Uh, fuck Danny O'Dwyer, he's a total cunt, but you know, <laughs> makes good shit. So go check it out. Kill you. Um, I think I have talked about, I think I've honestly used it as a pick of the week before, but fuck you, I'll do it again. Uh, my pick of the week this week is the Zombie EP by the Devil Wears Prada. I think it's the best metalcore album of all time. I think it is absolutely the pinnacle of metalcore. And I am just very excited because last week uh, they announced that they were going to do a tour and they were once again going to play the Zombie EP in its entirety, which they have not done since 2015, which I was also able to make it to that tour. And I was some fucking how able to score two tickets for this show. Uh, it's, I've got a long way to go. It's not until September, but I was, I've just been so excited for it that I've been listening to the Zombie EP on repeat again. I Seeing them, like seeing them play that shit live, that is still to this day... I, I would say aside from the first time I saw Dance Gavin dance, because that show was fucking incredible. Um, but I, aside from that, I think that 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 tour, that one specific tour in 2015, where they played Zombie in its fucking entirety, is the most fun I've ever fucking had at a show. And I am so excited to see them do that shit again. That was also the show that I got the shit kicked out of me. Oh, like I, I passed out outside because I lost so much blood. Um, Jesus. It, I was bleeding out of my nose. I was bleeding out of my mouth. I had chipped one tooth. I knocked one tooth in the back of my mouth completely out. Um, and I was bleeding out of the corner of my eye. It was rough. I love how you fucking are like, yeah, it was so much fun. It was, dude. I, I got the, the shit knocked out. <laughs> no, so it's it was just it was really just this one fucking asshole um because at every metalcore show you have that one fucking dickhead that decides he's just gonna fucking mosh with steel toe fucking shoes on like that's okay like it, what you pretty much have fucking weapons on your feet at this goddamn point um but the reason why i was bleeding out of my eye is because some fucking dickhead uh, just decided he was going to hardcore dance. Moshing is one thing, but hardcore dancing is something that fucking infuriates me um, because it's just a complete disregard for your surroundings and the people around you. Like a mosh pit, if you get into a mosh pit, you know what to fucking expect. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get hit or kicked or knocked down or fucking pushed to the side. You're going to get fucking hurt. But like the people who just like walk in the center of a crowd that's like just trying to vibe, not trying to mosh, and then they start hardcore dancing and doing fucking like spin roundhouse kicks, you're a dick. 
And that's exactly what happened to me at that show. This dude tried to start a pit right next to me for no fucking reason, even though there was a pit five feet in front of us that he could have just walked in, and he roundhouse kicked the shit out of the side of my face so hard that it literally knocked me back. Um, but the rest of the show was great. It was such a good time, aside from the heavy amount of loss of blood. <laughs> On the uh, entirely opposite end of that spectrum. Yeah. Dylan? This... I got a Twitch stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's not a good metal show if you don't... Oh, uh, fuck. Uh... Lulu Lovely, an amazing Apex player. Sabrina and I have been watching her a lot recently. Um, she's just great content overall. Um, fantastic player, and she's doing a lot of like grinding in the new season, so you can see everything going on in the new season, uh, patch-wise, new map, new characters, whatever. So check her out. Cool. There we go. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Pop, Honey Books, and the Culture Pop family of content. Culture Bop is available on Twitter at Culture underscore Bop, on Instagram at Culture underscore Bop, and on the YouTubes at Culture Bop. You can find me on Twitter at the TheBebopMan182, on Instagram at BebopMan182, and on Twitch at the underscore TheBebopMan. Dylan is available on Twitter at TV, and then on everything else at OMDizzy. Thanks. <laughs> Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at OMDizzy. Finally, we got Mr. Big Papa himself. Um, by the way, Austin, uh-huh. I was going through and I was like, uh, you know, kind of um, getting ready for some content. You know, I like scheduling it and, you know, writing the posts and stuff like that. And uh, I noticed that your your Instagram mm-hmm. is Big Papa Plays underscore. Mm-hmm. And that it is Big Papa with one P. Hmm. But then I go to Twitch and it's Big Papa Plays. I go to TikTok and it's Big Papa Plays. And I go to Twitter and it's Big Papa Plays. There's no underscore and there are two P's in all of those. Yeah, I think on Instagram, I think on Instagram it was taken already. Hmm. So I had to kind of mix it up a little bit. Well... Uh, well, with all of that said, he's available on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok at Big Papa Plays. Instagram, it is only with one P and an underscore at the end. <laughs> Listen, don't blame me. Blame whatever fucking idiot came up with the name first. Uh, well, I'll try. Fuck that guy. Uh, and finally, if you're looking to support the podcast or any of the endeavors that we're undertaking as Culture Pop, then go to patreon.com slash culturepop and toss us a pledge. We're offering some very cool perks, and once we start hitting our goals, even more content will be on its way. Um, I am not doing the special shout-out. That is for next week's episode. Uh, but I, I do want to do a quick little, little shout-out to uh, welcome... Bryn Woodham back to the community. Uh, I called her out specifically last time, and I kind of felt like a dick. Uh, but she uh, she had a, a bunch of stuff going on um, with her her little puppy, and uh, she's just a wonderful, wonderful human being. Uh, Tani is also a wonderful, wonderful human being. Bless so, him. Uh, 
they they work so wonderfully together. Um, <laughs> Bryn's a lucky woman, and and Tani's a lucky man. Bless him. <laughs> Dylan said, "I'm gonna start the first church of Tawny." I fucking can't with you in this shit. Uh, Listen, <laughs> anyway, I believe in it. I'd follow it. Uh, anyway, love you, Bryn, and uh, thank you for uh, renewing your your pat- patronage. But that's it. Uh, do you guys want to try to get in one last tangent? No, no. please, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're done, dude. Get the fuck out of here. It's All right, 10 that's o'clock. It. That is the end of our show. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>